and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with Sean Bell. All right. Matt Murray. Hello. And no James Farley this week. He's cried off sick again. The absolute mug. So instead, we've got Andrew Smith from Spilt Milk Studios. Howdy. Bollocks. I had the whole thing planned before you come on, where I was going to say hello and welcome to the Computer Cod pod show but i uh <laughs> i fucked it and totally forgot sorry about that <laughs> do you know what i'm not you even know what i'm referencing there andrew um no <laughs> <laughs> that's how you announced us on stage at egx this oh, year oh god um oh. which we'll go into so andrew um obviously is the man behind uh, lazarus the game that sponsored our podcast a few weeks back haven't had any sponsors since so get involved 40 quid uh <laughs> the computer game gmail and um there's uh you were doing a development developer session at egx this year which is like utterly incredible like it's so exciting to see you up there and properly giving it all the bigging about your game i mean (laughs) over bigging it up i think but other than that it was exciting to see and um yeah you gave us a cheeky little plug thanks for that no worries you know you gotta gotta get your money's worth right <laughs> I mean, we didn't pay you. <laughs> I was going to say it's not, get, it's not getting your money's worth if you've got to route people to the thing that you advertised on. That's not. But yeah, so so tell us, like, well, how long have you known that you've had this uh, developer? Because to me, right, the, the, we've been to EGX year, for years, and one of the highlights for uh, definitely myself and Matt, I think Sean just fobs them off is the developer sessions like they're always really exciting and it's it's cool to see people out there talking about their games you learn a lot and you get to sit down um and i i was just the, like when i'd seen that you were up there because i didn't know you were you were doing it this year i'd only found out once you were actually uh on stage and people were tweeting us saying oh you you got a plug um uh wh- how long have you known that you had this uh, on the cards um, they invited us about a month back, I guess. Um, and it's just one of these things where I don't really prep very much for them. Like I get nervous if I do. So my method of dealing with it is by basically ignoring it until two days beforehand and then just, <laughs> and then just making the world's worst, um, PowerPoint presentation. Uh, and that's about it. It's full of gifts. It was wonderful. Um, <laughs> the, so I mean, so they contacted you, and, and like once you, what would they just email you? And yeah, so uh, it's funny because we we denounced um, Lazarus's existence, you know, probably what a month before that, um, mm. and that was on Rock yeah. Paper Shotgun. Like that was probably the biggest sort of report that we got, um, part of the same network, and and also they're like, I, I don't know about. Oh, am I allowed to say they're, they're, we're friendly with them, you know, in the current climate? But, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's dodgy, isn't it? It's very dodgy. But <laughs> Watch to... out for those avatars, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, like we, um, like Tango Fiesta, our previous game, that was born at a jam at when when Rezd was held in Birmingham instead of EGX. Um, yeah. Uh, so it was like three years ago. And ever since then, like we did a, you know, we had to present them uh, the, the jam game. Um, at the end of that day um and ever since then they've kind of thought clearly uh <laughs> this this guy at least doesn't just read off of a script he doesn't kind of clam up on stage or whatever and um they just keep inviting us back um i don't know entirely why but uh you know so, it's so when 
sorry, so when you like completely ignored it and it got round to two days before, <laughs> were you just what like what were you thinking? What what I mean, how did you start putting together that thing? Um it's a weird one. So I tend to like if I put up a load of text, you know, I've, I've got to think. I've got to think through like what I'm trying to do with the talk, right? You got this, they kind of give you a half hour slot, and they say if you if you want Q and A, give that at least ten minutes at the end. So twenty minutes. So usual thing would be like a minute a slide, right? And you just like write out some bullet points and and read them off. But my problem is, yeah, if I do that, I get nervous. I trip over the words, or I just you know it becomes really dull. You're just reading off of a slide. That's that's boring so what i do instead is i that's my first pass and then i break that down so that every bullet point is a slide and then every point that i try and make within the the sentence or whatever it is that i'm trying to say i try and just give myself like an amusing visual reminder in the form of a gif or a or a silly picture or something and it just helps me keep the flow really quick and and that's basically it, really. I just work until it's, I think it was 129 slides long or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're sitting there backstage just before you go on. Hmm. Did, do you get freaked out? Were you freaked out? What was going through your mind? Well, that's the thing. So you, you were like, you had this admittedly quite witty intro that I completely ruined earlier. And it's because I have no idea what I've said. Um, the moment after I stop, like doing the the bit you know and you hit the q and uh, i have no idea what i've just been saying so I, I literally could have just been making weird noises the whole time uh and i, I was I, actually I was, I was talking about this at work today i was people everyone was talking about like the interview they had to get the job they were currently in and i was like i don't remember my interview no and they're like oh was it a while ago I was like, no it was about 18 months ago but i just <laughs> yeah like the second i walked out the door i was blank like yep. it, <laughs> it's like it never I guess happened. it's like, it's just it's a stress thing, isn't it? I suppose you just like you like you're firing all cylinders that your brain's just not even committing any of it to memory, and it's just <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the remembering yeah, my, of it's my, not my important. My first few stand up routines when I was doing stand up back in the day, my first say mm. ten, I it was literally blackout, and I'd have mm. to come out uh, or come off stage and ask my mate what I did. <laughs> <laughs> People laughing. It was yeah, it was that was more terrifying than actually going up there because I just. You know what I'm like? I could have said fucking anything. Just like, <laughs> why is everyone angry with me? <laughs> so, so you haven't watched it back because it's on no. YouTube, right? Yeah, no, I can't bear it. Can't really? bear it. Yeah, it, there's not just that little bit of temptation to think. Oh, I just want to see how it went. Yeah, but I just I've done that before, and I always I always quin quinge cringe uh, something horrible. So I don't know. I just uh, it's fine. Pe- enough. And this time as well, we we had like 150 people in the audience, which is amazing. Like I never never mm. thought we'd have that um, that many people yeah. interested. But yeah, like it, we had enough people on Twitter, like you're saying about the shout out and and just sort of generally talking about it. It was like right, good job, job, job done. I've <laughs> sort of achieved what we wanted to do. Um, people didn't seem to think it was just a sales pitch or some stupid idiot talking a load of rubbish. So so beyond that, I'm 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 all right. Thanks. <laughs> No, it was, it was genuinely good. Um, the the only thing that I thought, oh man, was when they sort of at the end of it, she sort of walked off stage and like left you there, and I just thought, oh, what happens now? Is there like some sort of backstage party or whatever? And then the lights just dimmed, and I just thought, oh man, they could have made a little bit more of a ending for you there, but it was kind of like, okay, bye. <laughs> which i'm sure is a a combination of their nerves as well because they're not used to standing in front of yeah. audiences like that and because they're people that work for eurogamer right the site yeah um yeah. and 
and B, it's like, well, okay, they've got, they're really busy and they've got other ones to do. Like, it's just another one in the day. Well, but yeah. what did you do? Like, I mean, do you, what, what I'm asking, I, I guess what I'm asking is, do you get any special treatment? Like, after you come <laughs> up, do you get like a, is it like the Academy Awards and you get a big gift bag with yeah. <laughs> just thousands of pounds worth of stuff like in it? Gucci watch and all kinds of stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. If I was you, Mr. You're a gamer. <laughs> Uh, no, we don't. We don't get any of that. But like, they're they're honestly, <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it, they're just very friendly. And like you say, they're kind of like us in that, like they're not not particularly, you know, au fait. They're not not like they're not in it to be celebrities or anything like that. So they're a bit nervous and mm. and whatnot. And so they they're very kind. They're very generous and they say lots of nice things. And um, you know, the word kind of filters through. So like. I guess the only equivalent thing is like at the end of the day, there's like a, on the, on the Saturday it was, wasn't it? There's like the exhibitors kind of party, I suppose. It's just a bar nearby, um, Weatherspoons or something. And everyone's just there and they're all switched off. And, you know, some people were just saying like nice things about it. Like some of the old faces, cause they use the same crew even in the backstage stuff, you know, so we recognize mm. each other and it's kind of nice. They're like, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, you again, you know, um, apparently my ears fit the mics very well. That's a, a <laughs> fascinating tidbit. There. Was that someone flirting with you, Andrew? It might've been, it might've yeah. been. <laughs> well, your ears fit this mic really well. <laughs> they just give you a little kiss on the cheek and you'd be like, come on, brat, it's not now. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I mean, would you do it again? Like, would you be bang up for that again? Yeah. Or, or was it a little bit too much? No, I love it. I love it. We're you we're... got it right. That I mean, that's that's part of the job, I guess. Yes. Now. Yeah. Like, I'm lucky in that I don't find it too stressful. I don't know why. Like, I get I get nervous a little bit beforehand, but as soon as I'm up there doing it, it's fine. And um and yeah, like you, it's a big part of of uh, as an indie. You know, we've got to kind of wear a lot of hats. I've got to do this. Like it means that my guy, my coder, my, my technical director, he doesn't have to worry about it, you know? So that's, uh, that's good. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I did have, I did have one more question for you. Mm. Right. So Lazarus is a game where you explore, um, what, how do you, what would you say? It's like a roguelike, right? Yeah. So things are created on the fly. Um, you explore space, you, you know, so the obvious, sort of nods it's it can't be compared because it's a completely different game and and um you know completely different style and everything but the obvious nods are towards uh no man's sky (laughs) how do you how do you address that because in your talk you made a couple of jokes about it but then at the same time you were saying that you like no man's sky and everything which you know it's opinions on games isn't it but (laughs) but like what i mean how do you do was your were you consciously like addressing it head on or is it is something that you're actually trying to avoid? Um, I guess direct comparisons with something of that scale, like regardless of whether it had sold well or not, or whether it's critically acclaimed or not, is something that we tend to try and avoid because we're just so little. Right. So even if, you know, we all use the same words, the same language to describe games. And, and if we do, our job well then people are going to get excited about our game but if they then also make a link to something of that scale then they kind of start imagining things that are beyond the scope of what we're trying to achieve right so so the reason i kind of brought no man's sky you know was in the context of like not over promising and things like that and it, it was kind of jokey but it's yeah it's kind of serious at the same time so i mean i think what i would say is that we're definitely trying to scratch a different itch you know um, and oh yeah, definitely. And it's definitely not a response to 
No Man's Sky at all. Like this has been a thing. This has been a project that's been on hold for well since we signed Tango. Funnily enough, we were making like an iPad shooter, um, and we've just wanted to make a really good, fun arcadey kind of shooter out of the '90s, but brought up to date. And then the opportunity came along with this this online tech to make it actually all really quite interesting. And so we're looking at like the stuff that you're saying, like you know, the generation and the procedural side is more to do with the gameplay than it is like the visuals or the world that you're in if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I, I think that comes across. I mean, the, the uh, I, I mean, it was so, uh, you can see where the differences are. I mean, not, like, it, it was just a completely different game, but it's just because of the subject matter, like, people are going to make those obvious comparisons. And yeah. It's, it's where you sort of join the line between, you know, friendly joining in and saying, but no, seriously, this is nothing <laughs> like that game. <laughs> um, also, I had this weird image of you just walking off stage and uh, Yoshida coming up to you and going, we're going to put it on PlayStation, but uh, get yourself a good PR guy because we know about <laughs> you indie guys now. <laughs> you, it, it, you, After all, you are an indie developer. <laughs> after all, that's, that's all we wow. are. That's all we are. <laughs> yeah, and no one saw Sean Murray again. Um, did anyone else want to quiz Andrew about his uh, his epic speech? Or, uh, I've or not actually done? watched it yet, shamefully. Um, oh, fucking hell. What is the matter with you, Sean? You show <laughs> no support for anyone else around you. How was that episode of Interface that you still haven't listened to? <laughs> yeah? um, no, I was just going to say, I think it's it's interesting and important that, like, like you say, you weren't just getting up there and just being like, here's our game, please be interested. Like there was a, a point to it, like with making an MMO with four people or, you know, whatever. Like yeah. there was a there was an angle on it. It wasn't just, you know, I, like I've been to, um, you know, developer sessions there that like it's it's just, it might be a developer, but it may as well just be a PR guy. Just being like, look, here's me playing a level mm. and there's good in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've seen so many people get these dev sessions wrong. Like, so I'm trying to think of a match. You, 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 were you with me at the Left 4 Dead 2 one? Yeah, the Left 4 Dead. I thought that was really what? interesting. That one. Really, they, that was the one where they sent the guy that didn't really know anything about the game. Well, yeah, I, it yeah. Was just I like mean, some guy it's that interesting worked. Interesting. They said, yeah, about 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 how light guides your way, and it was nice to have those, those are insights that I hadn't picked up on before. But yeah, he was he wasn't even a proper. He wasn't even the level designer, was he? But um. No, yeah, we've had like he'd obviously really, been told really a few ones, things though. to read out. He'd obviously been told a few things to read out, but there, there was a lot of, especially the Q and A bit where he was just kind of like, oh, I don't know, really. Yeah, it was. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, a... you and I were so excited for that, and it wasn't. It wasn't exactly what we wanted, but uh, yeah, I, I, that, that the was one, one of the most more memorable ones, definitely. The worst one though was easily the um uh the the, the what was it the Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider one? Yeah, Jesus. Mm. I mean, I just don't just sit and play through your game a bit, like especially when it's out on the on the show floor. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> also, you liked the oh no, there was that dude that signs up all the indie labels for Vita, yeah, uh, for yeah, Sony. It, yeah, he was really good. No, I oh, hate no, no, that. Okay, no, the, no, so he didn't quite have the stories we wanted, did he? <laughs> No, he, about eight times he went, oh, there's this great story, right, how we signed up this game. Basically, I contacted the guy that made it and said, can we sign up your game? And he, he just said, yeah. Anyway, next story. <laughs> it's just like, okay, mate, <laughs> let's put a little bit more effort in. And, um, uh, and then the other really bad one, well, not really bad, but the other one that was a bit cringy was the uh, one where they, was it for Uncharted 3, where they had Nolan North on stage? 
and they were just interviewing him. And there yeah. was they they opened it with have a look at this picture. Does anyone know what this picture is? Yeah, that was London in 1912. Anyway, let's carry on. And then they just like interviewed Nolan North. And it's just like, <laughs> A, why have you shown us that? B, why is Nolan North at talking like he's a developer? Like he's a voice actor, mate. You know what I mean? Okay, he's pretty, pretty well renowned and I want to hear from him. But I don't need to know how he travelled with the whole development team to the Sahara Desert to see how sand works. You know what I mean? It was just a very... Like, at what point did the devs turn around and go, sorry, Nolan, why are you here? I don't, we recorded your line years ago. Like you don't need to be here now. You can go home. No, oh, I'd pay for my own flight. <laughs> it's, just, it's just really bizarre. Do you remember? Um, um, do you remember how excited we were when we came out of the out of uh, Molyneux when he when yes. started talking about curiosity? He does that, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> he does. He's such a, like an. In- Capsulating man, like yeah. honestly, I, I, if you know when you think about oh going for a meal with famous people, I genuinely think I'd have a great night sitting down and having a meal with him and just chatting. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he'd be just so engaging, and you know he grips you the moment he gets on stage because we've seen a few of his um, talks. We saw Fable Fable Three as well, mm-hmm. um, and you know he just gets you involved and wraps you in um and that's sad really isn't it because you end up getting going Marlon you when, when, the, when the credits roll on whatever game he's brought out next he's just screaming out his name but um yeah there's that and David Cage the David Cage one was a good one for Heavy Rain mm-hmm. um because again he's another guy that manages to sort of just wrap you in a little bit and I right, granted that I I really liked Heavy Rain but did we go to the Beyond one, Matt? Because I've seen... Um, what well, well, was I've the one where we were sat behind him? That was the second one we went to. That wasn't the Heavy Rain one. Because that was in... Um, the Heavy Rain one wasn't in... Uh, the, the, oh, I can't remember the other thing. Maybe it was Beyond. It might Maybe been, we saw Beyond. Well, what was that one where there's a giveaway? Well, what was it a giveaway one? Have I made that? That up? was the Vita one when we, were, we saw the Vita launch. Yeah, and uh, everyone had an envelope under their chair, and if it had the right color card in it, you got a free Vita. Um, yeah, that was pretty exciting. Oh, and the the other giveaway one was uh, Yuji Naka when he he sort of um, he was giving away a copy, uh, like no, a design book, wasn't it? Oh and yeah, yeah. He played uh, rock paper scissors with everyone in the uh, in the audience. That was pretty pretty good. Although the game was shit and the translator was just making shit up on the fly. Do you remember that? <laughs> someone said, what do you think about the audio in this game? Yes, well, the graphics are nice. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> it's just like, hold on, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, wasn't that weird. when you asked about Mario vs. Sonic or something? Yeah, and everyone went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so edgy. So I just punched the air. Yeah, I don't give a shit about you, mate. I just want to I should be a YouTuber. Uh, right, okay, let's talk about um, our everyone's favourite subject, the computer game show. What happened last week, Matt? Did we have much of a response to last week's show? Um, we, we had very, very little. Oh, no, wait, no. We had, we had a fair few tweets, mostly directed at Sean Bell. Um, <laughs> Sean, do you want to address this? Because you've been getting a bit narky on Twitter about how you pronounce SMO. No, I haven't been getting narky about it at all. That's what makes me laugh. Everyone seems to... I don't know. <laughs> this isn't like... Now you're sounding narky. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't right. Right, like the, the Pokemon thing, yeah? That's something I, gen- I genuinely believe that over half of the world's population pronounces Pokemon wrong. 
That's the thing. I'll, I'll cut so, to that. So you think it like it's the Poke... Right, no, let's stick with this for now and then we'll move on. But the, so <laughs> it's not Pokemon. Like, people say Pokemon, right? Yeah, it should yeah, be Pokemon, basically, surely. right? The cartoon came out and everyone in the cartoon said Pokemon. And that, yeah. that stuck. I mean, fine. I don't expect people to be like, oh, well, I better check out the, you know, the Japanese say it first. Like, if you've heard it on the cartoon, it's fine. I'm just saying... It's it's Pokemon. You hear anyone anyone from Japan pronounce it? They pronounce it Pokemon. It's it's Pokemon. Right. Fine. But isn't it? Do, but that's, do, but now, I understand that you know. I that's something I'll, I'll genuinely argue about. Before again, the, before the, we the, move on, <laughs> can I just ask for clarification on this, right? Yeah, yeah. Because is that whole oh it means pocket monster? Is that legit or is that yeah, bullshit? Yeah, it's contraction of pocket monster. Right, gotcha. Okay, Pokemon. I just wanted to know if that because I knew that in my head for some reason, mm. and I just wanted to know if it was legit or just something <laughs> I've made up in my brain. It just feels so wrong. Po- Pokemon. It sounds like it should be Pokemon, but that, I've that's... already said. I've always said Pokemon for yeah, some reason. Sure, and I've always corrected you on it. <laughs> Literally a flip of the coin for me because I have. There's no logic in my head about. I'm not thinking about. Oh, how do the Japanese say it? I want to be <laughs> Japanese. Um, I I just say whatever's in my head, and then when Harry was watching. Uh, Pokemon every morning it was saying Pokemon on the thing and it just scrambled my brain yeah. but there you go okay fine we've done that one alright yeah. let's get on to Smo so basically yeah last last episode I referred to Smo as Smoth like I said I mean I've, I have heard people genuinely call him Smoth and I was like well like, yeah I mean that <laughs> on is on the Japanese cartoon yeah yeah um, <laughs> And you know, o, like O U G H, like yeah, that could be O Al Off Off. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't see why not. So yeah, I just said it for a laugh, and now loads of people are kicking off. <laughs> did you say it for a laugh? But can I? Come on, you didn't say it for a laugh. No, though, not, did you? okay, yeah, not not for a laugh, but like just not really. I wasn't like this is definitely the right way to say it, and anyone who argues it's a fucking ignoramus it's the only smuff. thing that i found weird it's is that i've heard <laughs> you say smo many times yeah, yeah and i've heard everyone say smo many times yeah. so i had no idea where this smo <laughs> it totally threw me i just thought are you making a joke or <laughs> and uh yeah and just a little tip here as well sean never mm. never try and defend yourself to like Say, oh, I'm not being narky by saying, oh, I'm not being narky, right? That don't work because <laughs> that's pure narc, mate. There's pure narc coming out of your brain there. No, it's just funny that everyone's like, no, no, Dave's pronouncing it correctly, Sean. Like, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, fine. Dave is the guy that knows nothing about Dark Souls. Uh, which, incidentally, you you um, went on to finish, didn't you, Andrew? Indeed. Indeed. There is another victim of the Dark Calls podcast. Still on iTunes. Get on that. Um, yeah, yeah. Just a very weird moment. Was there anything else? Any other response? Um, it's just it's funny seeing people's tweets. So kind words online said it's supposed to sound like sumo. I presume he's joking there. Dangleberries said smo like dough or smoth like cloth. Uh, question mark. Um, Richard Worrell was like, if there's anything like the Van Gogh dilemma, you're all wrong. It's smock. Uh, then Joshua Garrity comes in saying David is pronouncing Smo correctly, and that that was the end of the conversation. Garrity comes in. I like the fact that Garrity Garrity opened the front door, stormed in, screamed his announcement, and then slammed the door behind. And not one single tweet was received after that. It was all over after that. 
Um, cool. Th- um, also, I mean, um, uh, Athena Allen said that she's glad our campaign is bearing fruit because uh, Xbox's Phil Spencer says he's confident in getting Skate Free on Xbox One. So there was quite be, a few. Could be the end of the um, conversation then. Yeah, there was quite a few mentions of Skate Free coming to Xbox One, Sean. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's still mad about that. But we, Sean is pure narc. That is it. He's <laughs> like. Narc, he, he's no, that so wasn't. That off. wasn't. I'm, I'm trying not to defend myself too narkily. Um No, that that sound was like, ah, uh, fuck, am I going to have to buy an Xbox? No, it wasn't. That sound was, oh, no, they're going to keep asking that question. <laughs> and it's really irritating. It was like when Adam and Joe was doing that, Stephen, just come in thing. And then there was a point where you could tell that Joe Cornish didn't like it anymore yeah. and he didn't want to encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly the same. Uh, right, cool. Um, and uh, what's the next bit of the show? That's news. <laughs> news. Said the host. <laughs> so what, what news, Matt? Um, well, Palm Lucky, uh, he's, he's a bit weird, isn't he? Right. Okay. There's a story behind this. Because, yes, um Matt, you gave me a detailed description of what this story was the other night when we were playing Rocket League only you were absolutely hammered and now just before the show you're saying that you can't remember what the story was I, mean, I know I know what the news story is but I don't know what I said on on, on right okay just tell us the news story sorry tell us the news story then well the news story is that um, is that Palmer Lucky um, according to um uh, according to the Daily Beast, who broke the story, uh, Palm Lucky is basically has been secretly funding um, this anti-Hillary Clinton um, uh, rhetoric on on Reddit and stuff uh, through the medium of memes. Who's Palmer um, Lucky? Come on, let's think about the listener. Yeah, oh, sorry, Palm Lucky, <laughs> the the founder of Oculus, um, of course. Yeah, he's basically funding this, this Trump group uh, that's basically posting m- memes about Hillary Clinton. Um, a shit posting, I believe, is the official term. Um, Who gets he, paid? Um, Who gets paid? He's to basically shit post? financially backed <laughs> this 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 group. He's paid like what ten thousand dollars. What was that, Andrew? I just it's stunning to me that people get paid to shit post. Like there's <laughs> there's an assumption here that he's literally paying people to just sit on a forum and be dicks, but at someone in particular, which is horrendous. But just the idea that money's involved. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's just boring. They'd do it for free. There's yeah, a I lot know. of people that would do that for free. He's a mug. <laughs> He's a pure mug. <laughs> Bad businessman. Um, yeah. What was uh, what was making me laugh? Right. So Matt come on. He, he was out all night. He got absolutely trolled and was texting us pictures of his feet on the train and kept constantly <laughs> saying, I'm fucked. And we were going to play Pez, but you said you were too pissed to play Pez. Let's play Rocket League. Yeah. And then you went into this big rant about Palmer. What's his name? Palmer Lucky. Lucky. Yeah, and how upset you were about it. And I was saying, yeah, but what? why are you this upset? And you went, well, it's just annoying knowing that now that that just billionaires can just like sort of control the media. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And my point was, Matt, that's been happening since the dawn of time. <laughs> like, if you've got money, you control the media. Like, what? what is surprising about this? I don't understand why you were so surprised that this goes on. Well, yeah, well... Because it's just it's a, bit, a little bit closer to the home. It's just like a twenty-four-year-old tech nerd who can just pay pedals of money and now and you know to 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 change the rhetoric online. I will say so. I didn't actually finish telling the story of this thing. So basically, um, oh, yeah. 
there's this group um, called Nimble America, who and they've got their own subreddit and whatnot. And Harm uh, Lucky was reportedly financially backing this company. Um, there's also um, apparently that Palm uh, Lucky told the Daily Beast that he had used the pseudonym Nimble Richman on Reddit. That, that was his username, um, and he was given a password by the organization's founders that he was he was then financially backing. Um, Nimble America, this 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 um, organization. Uh, says it's dedicated to proving that shit posting is powerful and meme magic is real, um, which, which makes me do a little do a little sick in my mouth. Um, <laughs> so and and, and yeah, and, and basically the story is is a is a Palmer was allegedly um, financially backing backing this company, but then since then Palmer has actually distanced himself from Nimble America, saying that he wasn't Nimble Rich Man on Reddit. That he he didn't write the posts. He has he has um, he has backed. Um, he has backed as Nimble America, but he wasn't the one who wrote the posts. So either he's lying or Nimble or that um, Daily Beast are lying. But either way, it's a it's a total shitstorm. And now developers are saying that they're they're stopping development on on Oculus. I mean, obviously, like uh, Gaff's in meltdown and uh, in meltdown and, and Reddit is is on fire as well. And everyone's saying I'm taking my Oculus back or I'm not buying an Oculus or I'm pro Vive now. And it's it's just it's crazy, really. I mean, um, he, uh, Palmer Lucky has since uh, posted an apology on, on on his Facebook profile, saying he's deeply sorry that his actions are negatively att- uh, at impacting the perception of Oculus. Um, he says he definitely did con- contribute ten thousand dollars to it uh, because he thought the organisation had fresh ideas on how to communicate with young voters through the use of several billboards. <laughs> Didn't mention the um, meme magic and shit posting <laughs> on there, obviously. Um, but yeah, he says he says he wasn't nimble, rich man. Someone else obviously says he is. He says he didn't delete any posts. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a to- it's a total shitstorm. Well, um, disclaimer: I don't like Trump. I don't know what he's been saying. I think he's a right old mug. But <laughs> do you think this would be such a shitstorm if it was a Hillary supporter? Do you think it is literally down to the politics or or his actions? Is what I'm asking. I, it probably won't be as big. Obviously, you know, um, Trump is a controversial guy, and well, he's yeah, a cunt. So, but yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, I suppose it, so, yeah, it comes. It comes down to whether or not, like, do you see Trump as a genuine like? Can like, is it a matter of opinion whether or not you like Trump, or is it just a case of are you an idiot, fucking racist, or not? Do you know what I mean? It's not like, mm. it's not like, oh well, you know, I can see why. If your personal politics fall a certain way, you might think Trump's a good idea. But it's not that, is it? It's like, no, he's clearly going to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> like, I don't really <laughs> consider that a matter. I mean, we're getting way off course here. Show sure about fucking computer games. But I just, he's, that, <laughs> he's that fucking toxic that it's it's not like, hey, I respect the right, you know, your right to your opinion. It's like, no, no, this is going to be like one of the worst things that's ever happened since Brexit, for example. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just an obviously terrible thing. But the weird thing is, so he's been, he's been, you know, financially backing this 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 group, which is obviously pro-Trump. But um, Lucky in his apology actually describes himself as as libertarian and says he actually plans mm. to vote for um, Gary Johnson, which is a libertarian party candidate in the U.S. election in November. So okay. he said that, but this group's pro-Trump. He's you know he's paying he's financially backing them because he likes the way they're communicating with younger voters. But yeah, no, that's bollocks, isn't it? I mean, if yeah, you're, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's clear horseshit. I mean, if you you like, oh no, I don't actually like Trump. I've just given him ten thousand dollars. <laughs> like, makes giving the Trump. Yeah, 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 he hasn't I given Trump ten thousand dollars. Got... So just to be clear, 
with just the no, not him directly. It hasn't just like met up with him and gone, yeah, mate. Um, <laughs> but but like, it's supporting the Trump campaign, right? So why would you, if you weren't gonna? Yeah, there's other, there's other ways like... to prove that Sorry. tech or whatever it is they're trying to do. You know, it doesn't have to mm. be political, and it is. So mm. they've made a decision. That's the thing. It's like obviously people who create nerd shit that we like. You don't expect to, you know, have like aligning politics with every single one of them. Nor should you. But it's when you know that the money you've spent on a thing, like a fraction of that, has gone to the person, and they have then spent it on something you don't agree with. It's like, um, you remember, uh, ah, fuck me, what was it called? The really good um, Shadow Complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, the story for that was penned by Orson Scott Card, who is not keen on the gays and actually, you know, puts money into lobbying against same-sex marriage and stuff. And that's that's when it becomes really uncomfortable because it's like, I bought that game and he's had a, fra- he's had a little bit of money from that. And he's actually yeah, put but that you, into... you don't own, you don't own the money now. You've got rid of it. Yeah, but then but then does that become part of your decision whether or not to buy a thing if you know the creator is going to take that money and put it into something you consider harmful? It's yeah, it's um, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, obviously, well, yeah, when tough. it comes to video games, we're pathetic when it comes to voting with our wallets. So obviously, it's never going to make any difference. <laughs> but I'll say that. I mean, loads of people are apparently boycotting Oculus, but. Yes. Yeah, are you going to boycott o- Oculus here, Andrew? I'm just boycotting VR. No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> get that get that on. Get that on the record. No, strong get on the record. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I won't be buying one. And part of that re- the reason is, is what's transpired here, you know. Um, uh, I mean, it, it, I do think, though, it, it is a bit wrong-headed, but, but um, a lot of the community in games and in tech and like we we like to think that we're a bit more forward thinking a bit more liberal i I would say than Mm. the majority especially of you know people who vote for trump and so it's a bit of a shock in a way um and and sean you're right like we shouldn't expect political uh kind of opinions to match up just because we all like video games or whatever but Mm. but i think that we are we're quite a self-critical industry we're very sort of aware of like the missteps that we have taken and you know over the past few years a lot of stuff's happened to try and like push it in the right direction like in a progressive direction and then something like this to happen where he's young you know and he's kind of like a figurehead some people will kind of see him as someone who's like oh you know someone to to point out as like a, a wonderful example of what tech can do and just being smart and then he does this and you're like oh you know there's a definitely like an emotional reaction in there Hmm. yeah i don't i don't i mean i'm sort of torn on it like because i just think that politics and everything should just be so far away removed from compute games that it's unreal but then i guess you know it's unavoidable isn't it 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 kind of is isn't it you're right and especially when you could just see i mean i don't know this about trump i don't know his stance on computer games but knowing sort of the republican agenda to the very minimal amount that I do, they don't seem too keen on computer games, do they? <laughs> I'd rather blame them than their fucking guns. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe I don't know. Fucking hell, I'm trying to. This this stuff always fucks with my head because I'm not that intelligent and I can't <laughs> think about stuff that well. You know what I mean? And it's like kind of, oh, can't we just talk about something else? Let's, let's do that. Let's do let's exactly talk about that. something else. What have you been playing this week, Matt? 
Um, I've been playing Pro Evolution Soccer. Um, I won't talk about it's it too good, much because we've all been talking about it for well, you've been talking about it for two or two or three weeks now. But um, there was an amazing deal on a Tesco where it's basically like twenty six pound, brand new for one day or whatever. So I jumped on that. Uh, I also and got a second copy for, now, for James we? Farley. So Farley's <laughs> also got it. It's fucking sold like shit, isn't it? When you've got to put a press release out going, ah, oh, you know, we're hoping that the critical acclaim will mean that it still sells. <laughs> it really didn't sell very well, which oh, really? is, for me, personally, absolutely gutting because that game is fucking phenomenal and I love it even more. Like, the more I play it, the more I like it. It's um, It's such a good football game this year that uh, I kind of want it to come out and smash things, but... Apparently that wasn't the case, which would explain why there's been some crazy good deals on it recently. Yeah, it's such a shame. I mean, everyone just, you know, FIFA is is football games and Pez just isn't for so many millions of people anymore. You know, I, I've been talking to a few people in the office and I've said Pez is great. And they're like, are you, why are you playing Pez? Isn't isn't it FIFA? And I don't know, people just think, you know, they, they see the flashy graphics and um, the advertisements everywhere and they just think FIFA is a football game and they don't they don't want to go back to try Pez. It's It's... It's a different style of game, and yeah, the football on the pitch is is fantastic. Um, but I don't know; it's clearly, clearly not doing enough for people. People want the official licenses and the you know realistic looking players. I know, obviously, uh, some in Pez do as well. But um, yeah, ever ever wants all the official logos and stuff and the official names of the stadiums, and and that's all they want. I think, sadly, it becomes a depressing state of affairs when we live in a world now where people would rather buy FIFA over Pez because you get to open fake stickers in FIFA. <laughs> um, have a world with yourselves. Get the proper football game, all right? Um, yeah, so what have you made? Well, like, honestly, coming from FIFA, like, but back to Pez, because you haven't owned a Pez game for a while, right? No, I haven't. So, um, like, I haven't actually owned, owned a, over a football game for, for, for two or three years. Um, actually, yeah. no, maybe, um, maybe, it's, maybe it's FIFA 15, whatever. But, um, you know, I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, it, it just... Feels like a, a much more realistic vision of football that I, you know, we'll see every week on match of the day and and stuff. It, I, whereas FIFA, I haven't played the FIFA 17 demo yet, and uh, I'm really interested to. But uh, yeah, it just feels like a natural, like really, really fluid game of football, and I love it for that. Yes, it, um, it, it's definitely missing something by not having the all official stuff, and I, I definitely value that in FIFA. But just the pure football is is. Second to none, I think. I think it. it I, I, the thing. I, well, there's loads of things I love about it, but I love the fact that it does feel much more realistic. Any random thing can happen. The keeper can go out and make a absolute howler, and that's the sort of thing you'll see, like you know, week in week out, and you know, in the Premier League and, and and all the other leagues. I love that. I love that the fever can kick it and it hits someone on the back of the head and go in the goal. Like I love just this random stuff, and that happens even more when you're playing locally. Uh, you know, I, I think that's just brilliant. I mean. Um, you, me, me, you, and John Denton played the other night, didn't we, Dave? And um, yeah, the frame rate was not great when there's uh, four of us on the pitch. Oh God, what the team well, what, play? I, although I, I just feel like that that must be a really, really weird game, and it must be better than that, surely, because that was shocking. I don't, I don't think it the frame be. rate was so bad when it was like me and John versus you in a random. It was so bad I had a headache afterwards. Um, that's how I, bad the frame I, I rate was. I don't get headaches for things like that, but I was getting a headache as well. Yeah, it, it was, was just like. It was so bizarre. It was like, so we were playing team play, free player. Uh, was it? No, it was four players, wasn't it? Two on two. But then, yeah. oh no, it was free players because Wait, me, my me, teammate me dropped and John out. and you and a random, yeah. But then m- my random teammate dropped out. Oh yeah. So it was you two versus me. And it was just like a joke. It was so bad that it, it's so disappointing because one thing 
that keeps me going back to FIFA is the um, online carp seasons. And if they can't even get that right, then what hope do they have of bringing like a proper full version of it out? It's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, it's disappointing. Um, but it's interesting to see what... I mean, FIFA go gangbusters, of course, because it's FIFA. Um, I, 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 um, the Konami haven't released sales numbers, have they? They just say it's disappointing. Is that what yeah. they said? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I wonder what that means. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how many it, of that that's actually sold. It sounds like they want to stick with it, but, I mean, they're a company now that barely have any games, and if that game like i wouldn't be surprised if they announced that actually we're not doing fifa any uh, we're not doing pez anymore yeah because the, like, the only two games they're it. doing are pez and the, obviously metal this gear. new metal gear game right yeah yeah so for this to potentially bomb it doesn't it, god knows what we were seeing in 2018 or 2017 i guess absolutely nothing yeah um, shame. have you played anything else i have played i played grow home played a bit of that oh, um, oh shit i really want to play this is it, the, it is it good um, so I only played about an hour and and twenty, but from what I played so far, I really really like it. I, um, so I, it was on PS Plus, but I presume you didn't purchase it at a time. No, I missed it. Oh, I'm guessing. Um, Sean and and Andy, I presume you played this already, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what um, is it? What what is it for those that don't know? So uh, it is um you you play the um, you play a little robot called Bud, and uh, basically the 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 aim of the game is to grow these plants. I'm I'm an hour so into it, so correct me if I'm wrong, Sean or Andy, but mm-hmm. I believe you basically have to grow these plants and get to get to the sort of um uh, get out of the atmosphere uh, of the mm-hmm. planet you want to to your original planet or to your ship. I, I believe it's your ship. Is. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it, and it, it's uh, it's it's open worldy. Um, you just walk around obviously with the analog stick, but the, uh, the 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 chief mechanic is that you control both his arms when you're climbing things using L1 and R1. So you'll walk up to something, you can jump onto a plant, and you'll press that L1 to grab left arm, and then right hand, left hand, etc., etc. So um, it, it's a lot of climbing um, up up and down, up and down plants. There are these um, sort of leaves um, dotted around these plants, and you can basically hit square on that, and that will take this random branch um, into a different direction. Although, I, I believe, you, can you control where, that, where the direction of that um, yeah, yeah. branch it's a goes? Bit, it's a bit stiff, like on purpose. You can't just sort of... Right, okay. Um, but yeah, but it, yeah, the whole point is you can sort of angle it, and you then you sort of... You're supposed to guide it towards those sort of big glowy fruit things. Crystal things, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, crystal yeah. things, yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it, it looks really nice. It, it's really sort of simplistic, um, um, uh, polyg- polygonal, um, <laughs> polygonal models with with with, uh, with very little, if any, textures. It's just like big, huge, fat polygons. Like, yeah, it had it had definitely had the feel of like an old school Sega platformer when I first started. It had, it's got really really nice music and yeah, just the old school po- polygonal style of it. it just reminded me of an old Sega game. But um, hmm. yeah, I'm only now and a bit into it. Um, I've read a little bit about it and people, people complain how short it was. How short is it exactly? It is very short. I, I finished it in an evening, but I don't know. Okay, like, cool. It was just one of those ones, um, not unlike Journey, that I was just like, right, that was, you know, three, four hours out of my life. But I've come away, like, you know, I've really enjoyed myself. I'll, I'll talk about it for some time because it's just quite interesting and fun. And, um, you know, like it, I've come, I felt like I came away with more from four hours of that than you know 20 hours of like a lot of triple a games or whatever it's just i do hope that this is your genuine internal monologue after you finish the game <laughs> put the pad down right? okay sure I've... let's debrief <laughs> <laughs> so um i mean the way you're describing it is fine but 
Thank you. Isn't isn't there thing? <laughs> There's um, more to it than that, though, right? They, isn't this like one of those games with feelings in it and that? No, mm, not really. Um, no. I mean, <laughs> I made like an hour, hour and ten into it. I haven't. That you, you you basically you have this um other robot which is talking to you. Uh, it's uh, it, well, it, it says it's M O M, which is you know mom. Um, and that's that's like an uh, um that's basically like your. The, the the person on the other planet or your ship whatever talking to you and that sh- mm-hmm. and that person relays mission objectives and whatnot. Um, I haven't really detected uh, an amazing sort of chemistry that way. Um, I'm not sure if it changes, Sean, but um, well, maybe I've got that wrong then. Because I don't uh, think it's one of those what... feeling games. I could be totally wrong, of course. So people just rave about the gameplay rather than you know some. Well, it's not even the, it's not go, even oh. the gameplay. It's just it's just the sensation of it, like just making this like massive plant just grow up into space and sort of yeah. having to really carefully like make your way around the branches and figure out how to attach to these crystals which then let you grow the plant loads more and then and like as you're growing upwards you then go through there's like a big floating island and you pass up through that and that's amazing um and it's just the the discovery and just the like you've you know you've got this fucking huge plant that you've just grown up out into space and you're having to like jump between the branches and use little parachutes and gliders and stuff to get around and and like at any point, you know, if you fuck it up, you can just fall all the way back to the bottom. Um, which I mean, I think you do die, but it just sort of rebuilds you at the last, you know, save point you used, or whatever. Um, but it is, yeah, it's just a really enjoyable thing to do. It's not no, like that sounds sounds well shit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm basically, I, I'd heard of it, but mostly I heard it from it at the. Um, Giant Bomb like game of the year uh, podcast where the, every every single one of them was raving about how good mm-hmm. the, how good this game was. So mm-hmm. um, I'm glad to finally started playing it. I'll definitely keep. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know it was that short, so I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely see it to the end. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just feels it feels nice. It looks nice. It sounds nice. So and it's really satisfying jumping from branch to branch and mm-hmm. and yet yeah, using you get like little, I guess little daisies and you can use them as as um as almost like. Uh, uh, umbrellas or parachutes to, to jump across mm. like across huge distances it's satisfying like p- 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 pulling pulling like the um pulling things out of the ground using, using the l1 r1 mechanic to grab things mm-hmm. yeah it's just a it's quite a nice game so far but again i'm only like an hour or so into it but so far so good yeah the little i uh the little guy who runs around a bit he's a bit drunk feeling is probably the best way <laughs> yeah his controls are weird aren't they yeah, yeah his, his it's like a procedural animation kind of a thing so like, I don't know if you play Gang Beasts or something like that, but yes. that, yeah, yeah. that little bit of sort of, you know what you want to do, and if it was Mario, it would be like two buttons, like move <laughs> and jump, and you'd, you'd know you'd nail it. But in this, there's always an element of like, oh, I'm not sure. And and even down to the point where, you know, like you say, you're like growing this Jack's Beanstalk thing, like this enormous thing, and just the angle of the, the stalk under your foot when you jump is going to push you away at a different angle, you know. <laughs> so, like, you're always on the edge of just falling and having to, like, mm. react to that. And, and the sense of scale, as someone who's not great with heights, I'm getting sweaty palms just even remembering playing <laughs> it. So, there's that too. Yeah, it's great. I think, I'll, uh, I think I'll treat this one like Lazarus. Just, you know, wait for it to come out on PS Plus. Um, <laughs> It's a free-to-play game, so that joke doesn't work, but it's been in my head uh, to get it out. Um, yeah, no, it, I mean, it, I'm quite surprised because this is not this is not the sort of game that I had in my head. I thought it was going to have some big uh, emotional weight to it, but either way, I should probably play it then because enough people have said that this is 
pure class. So mm. you're not thinking of Gone Home. It's interesting because uh, obviously the sequel is out now. Um, mm. Well, I just haven't talked about it on another podcast. <laughs> I, I just to. heard that, Andrew. It just <laughs> slipped through to my ear. Then I just what? heard very good. Sorry. He said, "Are you thinking of Gone Home?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, I, I, just that the sequel's out and, and early reports are that it's it's not as good, which is quite, oh, really? quite a shame. Apparently they've changed it um, a fair bit and, it, and what they've changed mm. doesn't really have the same feeling that the, the first one had. That's a shame. Mm. Mm. But maybe you should try it, listener, just in case you don't feel the same way as the person that Matt's heard. Um, <laughs> well, it's only like six or seven quid as well, so I, mean, I keep meaning to pick it up, but maybe I won't bother now. Oh, what? Six, seven quid. <laughs> Matt, what have you done? I'm so sorry, developer. <laughs> um, Andrew, your turn. What what have you been playing this week? Okay, uh, I've been. It's a bit of an odd mix. Um, Red Alert Two. Anyone remember that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I, so yeah, for the listener, you know, it's a it's a a very polished two D kind of uh, RTS game from Westwood Studios. It was released in a I think like the year two thousand or something. Um and um. Yeah, you basically it's like a set in an alternate timeline where uh, I think the the Einstein invents a time travel machine, kills Hitler, and then obviously the Russians become the dominant force, obviously, mm-hmm. and then you're fighting against them or, or with them. Um, it's um, <laughs> the reason I'm playing it is because I bought every single Command and Conquer game in a pack for like seven quid off of Amazon. Um, <laughs> it's one of these things where for months I'd just been hankering to play it. And I don't know why it just been stuck in my head. And then someone sent around a GIF of um, some ridiculous character out of one of the cutscenes, and that just tipped me over the edge. So, um, what, what's the character? The the bald guy. Oh, Kane. Kane. Yeah, yeah. Kane. He was my favourite when I he, played Commander Conquer. He's awesome. He was. He's like a like a cut price um, uh, John Malkovich. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. So yeah, like Command and Conquer is is there's there's two timelines. He's he's the Command and Conquer, which is kind of like the traditional sci-fi kind of one, and then Red Alert's like the even more uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of comedy thing. You've got like dolphins that shoot like psychic waves, and the Russians of um, bio-enhanced squid that can attack you, your, your ships, and all kinds of things. But it's basically it's bonkers and stupid, but a lot of fun. Um, and I don't know. I don't know why I've decided to play all of them, but there you go. <laughs> was it Commander Conquer the series that, that started having uh, sexy models at the end when you completed it? Uh, no, they're throughout the game. Yeah. It's in the cutscenes and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Quality. So this sounds better than um, Grow Home. <laughs> I <laughs> be honest it. with you guys. I mean... Was it, um, was it Red Alert 2 that had Tim Curry in it? Or was that was a 3? No, that's, that's, the, that's the guy that's... Uh, yeah, I couldn't remember his name. That's 3, and that's where yeah. he gets completely wrong because they have... Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just hilarious. It is hilarious, but yeah, they do kind of... It is very early, like, noughties, like, you know, Nuts magazine cover girls are in mm. it, and you're just thinking, really? I don't, I don't quite understand why. But um, Red Alert 2 is kind of the perfect one. It's like... It's funny enough. It's got like everyone in it's attractive. Of course they are, but they haven't gone full on. They're actually hiring people who can act rather than you know, <laughs> anything else. Yeah, did you um, really? Do you reckon at that point they turned around and went, "Is this wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Should we chill out a bit?" <laughs> but um, yeah, and so 3D Streets of Rage two. Uh, I don't know if anyone's wow, played okay. this. Oh, is this of one of the, the 3DS ones? These are meant to be yes, amazing. It is incredible. Mm. Um, yeah, they are. Uh, again, uh, the venerable Leon Cox 
uh, from the podcast that we won't mention by name. Uh, Bunch of mugs. Nice. Dot com. <laughs> you can mention yeah, yeah. it as many times as you want. But you have to do it at half speed. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm tempted to try that, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> yeah, they 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 rightly have been banging on about this this pack. Mm. So basically, a bunch of Sega classics, including like Outrun and Space Harrier and Shinobi Three and things like that, um, have all been released by a company called M2 on the 3DS, and they've done absolutely bang up jobs. They are basically the perfect versions of these games. And um, mm. yeah, I just they were on half price sale uh, about a week ago, and uh, been making the most of it. So. Because they're actually, because I know the, shamefully, I never picked up this pack when it, because I think the deal like ran out the day before payday or something stupid like that, so I missed it. But apparently the Afterburner version is wicked as well. Apparently it's like, it's got like a, like an endless arcade mode and stuff with like online leaderboards and. Wow! Just like they've, like they've, you know, it's, they're not just emulated and made three D. Like they've actually done loads of smart things with them. Yeah, there's there's some stuff in even in Streets of Rage two where it's just mm-hmm. it's purely presentational. It, it you know it's not really affecting the gameplay the three D. But you just mm-hmm. I don't know how they've reverse engineered it to do that because yeah. they were never built with that in mind. You know, there's like depth in the tiles that didn't exist before. So they've done like a, some absolutely amazing job. So so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah because it's like. You know, cause, yeah, because there's some of those like 3D classics on the 3DS, like um, Kirby's Adventure is on there, mm. and that like that works because that's yeah, because that's just sprites in layers, you know, and it's just totally side on. Whereas, like, say Streets of Rage is like it's sort of a diagonal viewpoint, isn't it? So you've got yeah the depth of the street and stuff in front of you, and which yeah, it's like say is detail that was never there to begin with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, does, do they hold up? Does this game hold up? Streets of Rage 2 definitely does. It's actually really, really good. Um, I got to... <laughs> I played the first one uh, on the pack as well. I was like, all right, I'll do it in order. Um, I don't know why I do this to myself. but uh, And I got I got to the end, and there's a choice, a dialogue choice, and I was playing it in the purest form. So it was uh, Japanese, obviously, because I'm an idiot. And uh, so I didn't, know, I didn't know what I was doing, and I just picked the wrong one, and it sent me six levels back. So Streets of Rage Jesus. 1, yeah, really brutal. Streets of Rage 1, not so much. But Street Rage 2, genuinely, because I basically was like, fine, I'll play the sequel. And I was like ready for it to be really annoying and old and just, you know, unforgiving. But it's um it's genuinely brilliant. Um really, really good game. Uh who do you play as? Uh I was playing as Skate. I think that's his yes, yeah. standard. Yeah. He he's like a sixty year old kid, sixteen year old kid, and he <laughs> one of his moves is he finishes with the headbutt. I it's just gotta respect that. Um, <laughs> fan. Yeah, um. basically. <laughs> Although if he turns up with skates at a Millwall match, then he's probably going to get beaten up. But um, yeah, no, that, that, I, I, I mean, we all love Streets of Rage. I remember playing that so much as a kid. I can't imagine, like, because I always played it in multiplayer. Has mm. it got any sort of, you've probably said this, has it got like local, can you link up with another DS and play it? I don't know. I local hope so. Because you're right, it would be a bit weird if it didn't. Um and wouldn't it be good if you could beam it over as well so the other person didn't have to have a copy? I know that um, Nintendo allow that stuff. I just wonder how like, how much of a good or bad idea that is. Sure, it's got to be a good idea, right? Because if you sit down with a mate and they haven't got it and you play it together, surely the person that hasn't got it is going to go home and think, oh, actually, I could do with some more of that, and then buy it themselves. Yeah, I mean, I guess the counter-argument is no, they'll just make sure they always play it with the same mate. But yeah, it's true. I don't know. I don't know. 
They should do that. They do it with Mario Party, right? Yeah. Where if, if you got Mario Party, then you just all beam into one game, one car, which makes sense, I guess, because yeah, that's I don't know. I, I'd love to know stats on that. Like, if that works, if that's a genuine form of marketing. I where, would, yeah. I mean, like, I I would err on the side of it converts more people than than not. You'd think, wouldn't you? But mm. without the stats to back that up, like, yeah. I don't know. It's because I could go on a boring football story in a minute, but uh, I won't. Like, like, there's a lot of people that think lower the prices of football match tickets, get the fans in the stadium, and then sort of by that, like, the more people that come that wouldn't have come before, it makes up for how much you drop the ticket prices. Yeah, that's a complete myth. Doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just for well, it's like cinema tickets as well, isn't it? Like everyone's like, why don't they just like I go in the cinema and it's fucking empty? Why don't they just reduce the prices and then more people will come? And I I get it, but I you kind of assume that there's a reason every single cinema prices things the way they do. Either their hands are tied by the studios or whatever or, or something. Point is, there are people who are paid to do the maths on these things. Yeah, I was about and to say, <laughs> it's almost as if people that are paid to to work out the best way of getting money out of people know what they're doing. Mm. Um, yeah, weird. Cool. Uh, anything else? Um, I just want to give a shout out to something. I played at EGX. Um, oh, brilliant. Yeah, did you get much game time there? Not really. More than normal because I wasn't um, on a stand, but... Um, I, it's, this is a really horrible thing to say before I'm going to talk about one of them but if I want to play a game I'm not going to play it there I'm a bit funny about it like if I'm like <laughs> yes please I will not sit down and have people watch me play it and you know yeah, yeah, totally sure. all that kind of thing but um, <laughs> so there's a game called Living the Deal which is not normally up my street but um, uh, for, you know full disclosure I know the guy who's making it and he sort of uh, stared at me until I played it but it's actually it's quite interesting it's um it's like a sort of life management sim. Um, mm-hmm. um, and it's about like, basically, guy you, as the player, you're, you owe a guy some rent and you have to start, like, you have to find a job and the job that's offered to you is a, is like a um, sort of pro- really low-level estate agent kind of a thing. And um, you just basically navigate a city, uh, like spend your time every day on either, you know, going down the gym or, or leveling up your, your smarts in the library or whatever. I'm doing a terrible job of, of selling it, but that's the broad gameplay. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's really well written, nicely presented. Um, it's really, really early version and it's already like just really, really polished presentationally. And um, I think it'll do really, really well uh, on, on PC and, and kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of a game I could see a lot of people who aren't necessarily into games with a capital G um, getting a lot out of on 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 their phone or whatever uh, between between bus stops or whatever. So that's why I give it a shout. Cool, sounds good. Um, can I ask you a question? And can you promise me your answer honestly? Yeah. <laughs> good. Right, because I know that you're a liar. So I just want to get that qualified before we get, we crack on. Um, say you're at EGX, right? And you go to obviously. Well, I'm assuming that your main interest would be the Res stand with all the the indie games yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you started playing a game there, and it was genuine shit, and then the the developer come up to you and said, "Oh, what did you think of my game? How would you deal with that situation?" <laughs> Do you know what? I was listening to the last week's podcast, and I almost emailed. Because <laughs> because you guys were like, oh, I could, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't say anything, you know, it's it, it'd be weird. Um, mm. 
And is that your answer? You couldn't say anything. No, 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 no. Um, I think I, I would have to, but only because I'm a developer and I know how valuable that is, right? So, mm. so many of these people were there, and this is the only time they're ever going to get any honest feedback, other yeah. than when it gets reviewed. And so, for a lot of people, you're actually doing them the hugest favor by being brutally, brutally blunt. Some of them won't be able to deal with that, right? Obviously, <laughs> some people yeah. aren't going to like that at all. But for the people that can, it it's like you know, you release a game and it gets reviewed and you're like, oh, everyone said they liked it at the shows and then it gets slaughtered and you're like, I just, mm. I don't know what to think anymore. You know? So, mm. so knowing that as I do like experientially, <laughs> I'd have to be honest with them. Like I wouldn't be blunt. I would try and be nice, but I'd have mm. to say, you know, I'd find a nice way of saying something that you could improve or whatever rather than that. It's bollocks, mate. Um. <laughs> yeah. But what if it is bollocks though? Wouldn't you just- <laughs> <laughs> you would cower or cower away from it, right? Probably, yeah. I'd just say lovely bollocks, though. You know, I wish I had bollocks like that. Wish <laughs> <laughs> I had just, just good. Just- um, doesn't doesn't the fact that you gave ah, oh, this is the, I, I'm not trying to get at something. I'm not like because this just sounds like a leading question, but I promise you, it isn't. But doesn't the fact that you you've just done like a dev session on the stage as well, like make you reconsider how you approach the subject like because surely you'd be thinking say that developer knew that you were up there and that and then suddenly you're coming giving um critical advice wouldn't you worry that they're thinking oh right, he's he's johnny big bollocks now he could tell me how my game should be <laughs> should he it was it am i just like, totally overthinking the awkwardness of it all i, th- I think a little bit i, d- I- generally everyone in the like the res zones kind of knows each other or at least knows someone who knows someone right so there's like a general level of like respect in there just like professional level and the idea of you know we're all a bit in it together i suppose Mm. um and and apart from that i think i'm just not i don't think about it that much so you might be right like it might happen one day and i won't know what to do (laughs) i just i'll just be completely lost i'll be like oh no what have i done um has has there ever been a year where like there's been one game that like everyone agrees is a fucking stinker and you're all just like, <laughs> what's he doing here? Who let him in? Yeah. Like, why is he lowering the tone? <laughs> <laughs> like, like when, like when, um, uh, Mrs. Brown's boys goes to like the British comedy awards or whatever. <laughs> and then like, you know, Dar O'Brien is like shuffling his feet. Going, <laughs> going oh, just trying to avoid conversation with that one. <laughs> Um, not not that I've ever seen, honestly. Like, I, I, I would. I, do you know what? You, there probably are, but we just won't say anything. And I don't think it's yeah. like a communal, like you know, all we'll all not talk about that one. Um, <laughs> but I think generally we're just <laughs> we try and be a bit more positive because yeah, yeah. uh, you know, like like Matt was saying last week. Um, you know, oh, big fan I am. But but um, you know, you, you it's just nice to have people around you who are like being encouraging. And yeah. that doesn't mean you have to like just stand in front of someone who's done just a crap on the ground in front of you and said awesome and, and give them applause. <laughs> but um, it means that yeah, you just look for the the good stuff and and try and help. Yeah, them out. and don't sure. be a dick. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it makes sense. There's no shame. In, like there's there's some people that think like I always think this when I watch Big Brother. Right, there's always a group of people that go, I'm not fake. I tell it as it is. I don't, you know, talk behind people's back. And you just go, no, that's just being a cunt. Like that's just being a fucking asshole. You can't. <laughs> yeah, it's like just- when you know, when, like people say like someone's two faced. Like it's an insult. 
And it's like, oh, what? Because they won't just be a prick to everyone. Yeah, like, exactly. That's... <laughs> exactly. That's, that is exactly it. Um, yeah, sorry. I just did this whole uh, line of question is me trying to rob a lot of indie developers of some good advice from you. <laughs> now that you'll overthink it when you approach them for their, their turd of a video game. Um, right, okay. I'll do my bit then. Um, I've been playing FIFA 17. The It's the trial version, but not the demo version. So EA Access do that 10 hours thing. And there was um, a lot of uh, news reports saying that it's extremely limited uh, in what you can do in the trial this time around, but it isn't. It's complete. From what I can see, it's completely open. You could do whatever you want in it. Um, by Pez. Uh, the next game <laughs> I've been playing. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, it's it's very it, it's vastly improved from 2016, but um, coming from Pro Evolution Soccer 2017, like the it's not even close in my opinion anymore. I mean. There are still va- a vast amount of benefits in get going FIFA. Uh, the, the, you know, I say it every year the game modes, the licenses. It means a lot. How slick it is compared to PES uh, when when you're not on the pitch is is it's like amazing. The, the difference between the two is incredible. Like the menu system is so much slicker. Um, getting in and out of games, matchmaking, everything is done better in FIFA. Um, it's just when you're on the pitch, it does not feel as good to play there's a lot more bullshit in there there's a lot more moments where you're through one-on-one and your player will do something really dumb because it feels like the game's trying to dictate the drama as opposed to actually playing a fair game of football Mm. when i'm when i miss a one-on-one on on pairs it's usually down to me being something being stupid and playing badly uh when i miss it in fifa i'm always kind of like hold on a minute (laughs) why has that happened uh you know there are moments where you'll make a tackle that you'll know that you won't score from because it's like otherwise every time that happened you'll score from it and the game can't allow you to score in the same way every time so I think it finds artificial ways to try and do it. All of that shit's still in it but it does still play a better game of football than um, PES 2016 no doubt. It looks a little uh, sorry FIFA 16 no doubt Um, it, it looks a lot better Online carp is as fun as ever and as frustrating as ever. And um, the journey uh, is genuinely a really good idea and it's genuinely exciting. Like, it's really... I, I love it. It's cheesy as fuck. I don't really like the writing in it. Um, I think it could be made better, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be anything special. Like, it's like EastEnders, right? EastEnders is written like shit, and but it's still got the stupid cliffhangers that keep people hooked week after week this it's not written too well but it's still got you know those like for example the first time you turn up you're doing your um your first trial for a major club like you're playing in front of all the scouts and the first time you turn up at the stadium there's a guy there who's already got a pro contract going laughing at the car that you've got while he gets out of his, you know, really expensive car. And you just think, fuck off. Even dicks aren't that dickish. But at the same time, at the same time, he's a dick and I hate him. And I fucking break his legs on the football pitch. You know what I mean? It's still got those sort of really cliche bullshit, you know, story um what do you call it? Those steps. What's the way for everybody to sign out? I'm not a writer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got that stuff in there, and it works, and it still winds you up. There's um in the opening scene, uh, 
you're playing a school tournament, like so you're playing as a kid, and you get hacked out, hacked down just outside the area, and it, you get a free kick or whatever. Your granddad, who is clearly your sort of role model, because he was a uh, famous football player back in his day, um, he's um, he's sort of going, "Oh, lucky lad, you know, keep your head up and all this sort of stuff." While your dad's going, "No, oh, don't go down so easily," and you think, "Oh, fucking ain't my dad now," you know. There's, <laughs> there's that shit. There's the slimy sleazeball agent that sort of slivers his way up to you after your trial going, wow, you're a really good kid. And you just know that he's going to fuck you over later on in the game. Like, it's so blatant. It doesn't matter. All it needed was this shitty Harchester United Dream Team-esque storyline to hook you in to the little mini games that you play. Um, And yeah, fucking fantastic. I really like it. I, I, I love it. And I hope they do it every year. And I hope they improve on the writing and the story and and everything. Um, uh, but for what it is right now, it's exactly what I wanted. And uh, I'm really glad they've included it. And you know what? If it was like 15 hours long, it's not. I, I, think, it's, I think it's quite short. I mean, I went from being a kid playing in school to playing for Manchester United in about... 20 minutes you know, it, it, that's a little bit disappointing but if they made a proper 15 hour epic story about a football player and put it in FIFA I would happily buy the full game just to play that bit every year like COD you know what I mean I'm not into the multiplayer in Call of Duty mm. but I still buy it every year to play through the really bad single player campaign because <laughs> it's tradition <laughs> Um, Matt, you've not touched this yet, have you? I thought you'd be all over yeah, this. Yeah, I know. I, I'm. I'm re- I've just been busy again. It's, it's, yeah. Um, I. I. This. The only thing I really want FIFA for is a single player thing. In all honesty, have you I, got EA access? Um, it's, it, I didn't think the single player was in it on EA access. It totally is. Yeah, there was. Because I was getting grief from our mates about this, that uh, I was telling everyone, oh, don't even bother with the trial. It's really hacked to pieces. Like All the game modes have been pulled out. It turns out that was just a completely full story, but it was run on all the major websites. Um, so, yeah, it's all there. It's all oh, there. So, you I could, play the... so I could just try and rinse through a single player when I... Yeah, I guess. Oh, well, I mean, I'm going to do that. I did not know that was on there. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do that. You can run that. through the journey. Yeah, that's how I'm playing it at the moment. Um, okay, I, I, I thought you were talking about the, the demo still. Okay, that's amazing. No, the demo the demo has one section of the game that's pulled out, like, you know, it's still quite early on, I guess. I don't know how long the journey is, but um, it's pulled out quite early and uh, and it's very short. You get to play, like, 20 minutes of football in the demo. But um, but no, you start right from the beginning in the uh, in the trial version on EA Access. Oh, wow, amazing! Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll definitely do that. Yeah, that, that sounds. Have great. you got no interest in even trying this? Because uh, Andy, are you into football at all? <laughs> uh, not particularly. Like I watch it on an international level, you know, like most sports. But I don't know. It's sort of, this has intrigued me. I'll be honest, because like. For all, yeah, like Pez is better, but it's a better game of football, which is not necessarily the bit that, yeah, interests me. And I'm, I'm interested, like, yeah. Why have they put this in? Is it because they know that, like, mechanically speaking, like they're not going to be able to match Pez, and like the the sort of the drama on the pitch, if you like, isn't ever going to match that. And so they're like, well, we can beat it with production values and a story. Or is it just um, that it was a cool idea? Because like, is it what was the NBA game that's 
been doing it for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, that's maybe. what kicked it all off. There was the M- the NBA game game did it, uh, and it got a lot of praise. So I'm guessing didn't um, that that wasn't really... it one of the Fight Night games did this ages ago? Yeah, um, mm. uh, Fight Night Champion. That was the one. Yeah, um, and you go to prison was, and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's how. That's the, I mean, because I reviewed it and I started my review. There's many ways that I thought I would start my playing a uh, fight night, and it wasn't on the floor of a prison, like, <laughs> uh, being beaten up by some uh, badass people. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was it, it, so. Yeah, it's been on the cards, but it's been something that I know certainly I've been crying out for for years because it just seems like a really cool thing to do. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I I think people wanted it, so I don't think it was a a, a reaction to Pez or anything. Um, just more that you know it's a really cool idea, and it, it, they can do something interesting. And obviously, it's something they can. It's a new little bullet point on their promotional campaign. Yeah, because you know they've they seem to have gone from uh, like every year. Yet there used to be a thing that they improved. Uh, like so, oh, goalkeepers are better this year, or oh, there's a motion between players in this one, um, and then I think they kind of run out of things to harp on about. So now it's so last year their main focus was introducing um, feet, the, the women's football. So I guess this year it was oh, we're doing the journey. Uh, so we'll see. I hope they stick with it. I genuinely do. I re- like. I hope they stick with it because I'd I'd happily play that year in year out. Uh, yes, what else have I been playing? I've been playing two games on my iPhone that I downloaded randomly on Saturday. Wheel of Fortune and um, Animation Throwdown. Has anyone heard of Animation Throwdown? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it on the Play Store on the phone. It's a card game that is based on, like, uses the licenses of various different famous cartoon yeah, well, shows. I mean, I was intrigued because it's got like King of the Hill and Bob's Burgers on there, but then it's also got Family Guy. So, yeah, Family Guy, American Dad, yeah. Future Armors in it. Yeah. Um, there's loads of stuff. It's, I mean, it's a card game, so I instantly got switched off. Uh, but <laughs> at the same time, these two games. The reason why I wanted to bring these two games up is that I've not played mobile games for a while, and both of these are free to play, filled with in-app purchases, obviously. And um, I'm just amazed at how they've got all that shit. There's two things that amazes me about these games, right? Coming to them at this point, because they are being refined to an art now. Um, They're not testing the waters. There's a formula that everyone's following. And two things. The first is how much shit these games throw at you when you start them off. Mm. I mean, like... You're used to the whole greying out of the screen and just having one button in colour and saying, press this button now to do this and this button now to do that and like walking you through the first like five minutes of what you're doing. But the amount of information it chucks at you, I mean, even as a someone that plays games on the regular, it's kind of jarring. Like you kind of go, well, I don't know if I should be doing this now. What is this? I kind of missed that bit. Um, so that's mad. I wonder why they do that. There must be a reason. There must be some sort of stat out there. Well, the less people know, the more money they spend or something <laughs> stupid. Um, the second thing is how incredibly slick everything is now. I remember when these games first come out and it, everything seemed so slow and sluggish and it was loading this in the background, it was loading that. Everything is just lightning quick and really slick now. It's crazy. 
like really mad. Um, so yeah, I was kind of impressed and disgusted at the same time. <laughs> Weird. Although the uh, like the Wheel of Fortune game has got that whole ah, it's half an hour and you get another go, uh, and all that sort of stuff, which doesn't wind me up as much as other things do. But then it does have like if you win a round, it says here's a present. Tap this and pay fifty nine p to open it and stuff, and that stuff winds me up more. But just weird. I like coming to these things at this point. We all know what um, uh, free to play games are like, but to see it now as such an established and almost uh, formulaic is that the right way to say that, Sean? Yeah, why not? Yep, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it. It's now down to just a complete art form. And it's as if there's like some sort of script now that people just pass around and say, okay, hmm. replace bonbons with chess for this one and you got your game. There you go. <laughs> Done. You know, five, 50 quid for 10,000 stickers. Uh, yeah, yeah so it, that's it's, that. it's pretty amazing how it, it's the same format for all of them. It's just slightly different graphics, but but, but some of them are really, really compelling. <laughs> No, which, what, which, which ones would you recommend? Um, well, no, no I, I can't think of anything specifically, but I, I, I definitely have fun. I mean, like, I mean, like, um, Clash Royale was like, you know, that, that was free to play, but I, I had loads of fun. I had loads of fun with that. It was all right, yeah. Clash Royale, it's a good game. I had to delete it because I was just getting too much into it. and I was getting dangerously <laughs> close to actually paying for something on it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I love Clash Royale for the, for the few weeks I played it. I loved it. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, I'm playing a game actually. I, I didn't have it on my list, but I'm playing a mobile game. I, I haven't played mobile games really for ages apart from the, the usual ones I've been playing AG Drive which is based on like F-Zero yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen it on the store it, I, and I was like amazed at how good that looks it, it, it's, it's super fast um, it's just it's, yeah it's, it's based on F-Zero game but um, it's look, it looks really really good for, for you know for for, for something you know, um, on, on a mobile device the, the most baffling design decision in it is that the speedo is right bang in the middle of the screen which what? is just I don't know why they thought that was a good idea why not have it at the bottom <laughs> corner it's just right in the middle and you know the the, the, the tracks are, the races are super super fast so you need to have like split second decision you know split second reactions to get out of the way of another competitor or make sure you take the corner correctly and yet you've got this fucking speedo right in the middle of your vision which is crazy but apart from that I'm quite enjoying it yeah. Yeah. AG Drive it's called on, on iOS at least and, and it's free right Sean what you got for us there's uh, new Destiny expansion. I just got go. my code. Ah, oh, I got your code, did you? Don't I'm in to Fucking pay up twenty five pound for it, like the rest of us mugs. I don't understand mm. who thinks that I should be paying for games. There's no one out there. They <laughs> must, like they must know by now that I don't don't need to do that. I shouldn't need to do that. You're you're above that, aren't you? At David Turner's on Twitter. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> you can DM me the code, it's fine. To be fair, um, I, I talked about a fucking niche uh, mech platformer last week and at least one person has bought a copy off the back of it. He tweeted me to tell me, so uh, there marketing, you go. Marketing, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're top influencers. Um, right, Rise of Iron, new Destiny expansion. Um, we knew this wasn't going to be as substantial as Taken King because Taken King was like, Taken King was like, look, we finished the game now and we've understood the tone we're supposed to take with it it's supposed to like the story's meant to be there but not really important and there's just some like you know vaguely amusing dialogue and that's all fine um 
This Rise of Iron's a weird one. For one, the actual story missions, there's about four of them, I think. Um, really? Yeah, like you'll do it in a couple of hours. Nice. Um, it's weird. Like I, th- I think this is just Bungie realizing that basically most players don't get a huge amount of mileage out of the quote-unquote proper story missions and the rest of it is just chasing weird little objectives on patrols or you know um bounties or leveling up your factions and stuff so it seems like they've really focused on that this time um yeah like the story just sort of yeah it goes in the blink of an eye and you like you do the last mission and it's very good like the story missions are really cool but it was a bit like what was that was that it that- yeah, I quite enjoyed the story missions in Taken King. I, yeah. I, I like the fact there's a little bit of humour um, between the characters and what actually yeah. like you know got to know some characters for the first time in a Destiny game. So mm. does this not have that? Not really. It does, no, but it's just quite like short. It actually expects you to care about a bit of backstory about the the Lords of Iron, um, which is is not that interesting. There's a nice bit um, when you do the the last boss in the story missions. That I won't. I don't know if you could spoil it. I won't. I won't talk about it anyway but um it's it's cool um and really nicely done and it's just a really good fight um so you finish those and then you know same as taking king you you finish the story and then it's like suddenly you've got all these other missions to do and stuff they're just not in like you know little scripted missions with lots of dialogue and stuff they're just sort of things you you crack on with either on patrol or um like the new uh archon's forge which is a bit like um the Court of Oryx from Taken King and that it's basically oh, awesome. yeah it's just like an area you can go to on patrol um, and you can just sort of meet up with other people and you, you, you know you collect these items around the game that you then shove into a computer and then it spawns little um, fights for you to do and then you get cool items from it and they're really good fun um, been really enjoying doing those um, are they different are they different to uh, to um, to the one in the uh, in the uh, spaceship or not yeah, yeah the one bit, in thinking, um, sorry. Because the Court of Oryx stuff was really sort of boss focused, whereas this is like, here's like 50 enemies at once, deal with it. <laughs> like, okay. it's much more, it feels, it's sort of basically halfway between the Court of Oryx and uh, your Prison of Elders. Um, in that that, like, there wicked. is a boss, but it's also really focused on like there just being shitloads of enemies that you have to handle. And then, like, sometimes it'll spawn, like, they've added these, uh, like, two handed axes that the Lords of Iron presumably wants you used and they're like a little special item that you can smash around for 30 seconds and then it sort of wears out. Um, that's really good fun. Um, the new strike is shit. So I don't know if you heard yeah, that. I've that heard was, about this. That was a dog what, what, waking up. It, that's so dis- so is there just one new strike? There's one new strike and then there's two what they're calling remixed ones. And I've only done one of the remixed ones, which is bloody Sepix Prime. Um, okay. so Sepix Prime whatever is Sepix anyway um, yeah and the new one's basically the same I mean that's that's the thing is the whole sort of setting for this is that oh the fallen have discovered some virus that gives them like you know gives them the ability to like give themselves all these cybernetic enhancements and stuff now speaking as someone who defends the Taken who are just like reskinned enemies but with different abilities these are just like the same enemies pretty much like they don't really behave that differently. They've discovered a virus that lets us recreate the, the same fucking enemies yeah. again. And even like they even like in the dialogue, like 
characters will refer to them as the fallen and some will go it's not the fallen stop saying that as if like it's the developers being like yeah sorry like, it's wow <laughs> really strange um so yeah like overall i mean i am enjoying it um but yeah the new strike is a, is a real letdown um there's just not a huge amount to it the boss is shit it doesn't have um you know like the whole thing that was really smart with the taken king was that like throughout year one everyone's like the raids are really cool and the ideas in them are amazing but who can get six people together for like you know five hours or whatever it takes um so then the you know the strikes in year two sort of took some of those elements and sort of boiled them down a little bit and simplified them a bit and made them work with just three people and that was really smart that like that just made the strikes really interesting there's just none of that in the new one. It's like it's proper just year one stuff in that basically the boss is like, oh, there's one of those hard fallen lads who just sort of struts about firing this shotgun that kills you in one hit. And also there's an ogre, but he's invincible. And you just have to kill what? the fallen guy and then they both die. And it's just. Why has that happened? Yeah, I don't know. It's just really not satisfying at all. So. Is this this would be the last major September DLC before Destiny Two, right? Yes. Um, so do you think like they've just taken loads of people off this and said, yeah, here's like a smaller team. You guys finish the uh, Rise of Iron, and the rest of it, everyone else will get on with Destiny Two. Pretty much, it does feel like a bit. Of, I mean, I know this is one of those stupid assumptions we make, despite knowing nothing about the development process. But it does feel like a bit of a B team project. <laughs> are there um, are there any like signs towards what? Um, uh, towards future changes like is there anything to think okay well this is there's not a lot here but i can see maybe what they're going in a different direction or they're showing things that it with, with a view to this is what destiny 2 could be like or something really, really just, no, it doesn't doesn't give anything away it is just sort of more more of the same which you know i'm all right with um but I, it's not like you know when taken king came out it was like holy fuck guys come on this is you need to get this you're, you're missing out yeah um, this brilliant. is like no if you've enjoyed destiny previously you will enjoy this if you haven't got on board by this point you're, you're all right <laughs> the, the thing with taken king is that is it felt like it was as much about the the, the patch that dropped a week or a week or so before taken king mm-hmm. uh, which 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 had loads of changes as it was the actual new content in taken king i mean mm. what did it, did you find that with this latest patch that dropped a week before this, or was that was it really just not about that, and there hasn't really been a big impact either way? They, I mean, yeah, like you say, there, there was a bit of an update before this came out, which changed a few things, and for some reason, you now get green engrams all the time for no discernible reason. You just pick up shit items constantly um, that you just keep like dismantling for weapon parts and stuff. Um, don't really get that. That sort of, I thought that decision would become more obvious once mm. Rise of Iron was out proper. Um, but it's just, nah, um, don't really get it. Um, but yeah, no, it certainly doesn't give anything away with regards to Destiny 2. This is just like a, a final little, here's a bit more of it while we try and get the sequel together. <laughs> Cool. And <laughs> I, I, I you haven't done you haven't done the, this, the new raid yet. Is it no, out I've not now? done the raid yet. Um, people are complaining that it's really hard and a bit short. I'm happy with it being shorter because yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we've always struggled to get people together for the requisite amount of time. Um, shame that it's really hard, though. I mean, I know it's not a good thing. That, yeah, people are rinsing it anyway. Like, it, they, true, they are, yeah, I mean, like there's already like last a bit longer. Yeah, like there's already a three-man team that's done it. Um, when you're supposed to have six people. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's interesting because obviously with the new expansion, you know, they've raised the light level. So now I can go back to like, you know, the, the Oryx raid, um, which previously was really hard, but now we're all massively overleveled for it because we've played the new stuff. So we can now go back to things that we couldn't really do in the older stuff and just rinse through it and just mm-hmm. see it and be okay. like, oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, so you haven't done the King's Fall raid then? No, I've, the I've done King. like half of it. Um, and then we just got to a boss that despite being like a decent level, we just couldn't do it. Um, so it'd be good to go back and, and have a proper look at that, I think. So um, do, do you think this is going to keep you going as long as Taken King did or do you think you actually going to drop off much quicker? Probably going to drop off quicker, I think. Um, I, mean, I don't know if they're still going to do, because, you know, like through year two, they sort of did like little free events. So, like, you know, there's like there was a Halloween one and then a Valentine's Day one. And stuff I should like hope that. so, because their whole excuse of having, sorry, reason mm. uh, for having <laughs> microtransactions was because that was basically funding the events team and well, that, was, yeah. that was allowing them to do the events throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they're going to carry on with that. I thought some of that stuff was pretty cool. Um, yeah, like the Halloween one was quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I mean I guess we'll find out in a month if they're still doing that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm not. I'm not like bowled over by it. What, but it's just. I mean, it's just getting back to play that game, isn't it? Any excuse. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So like I'm well. still like as a shooter. I still think it's basically flawless. Um. Like I've never stopped. Like you know, it's one like I say, it's one of those games you you can sort of describe things you're doing, and it sounds like a grind, but it does not feel that way because it is just so fundamentally enjoyable to play. Um, Andrew, I know that you're a huge Destiny fan, yeah. Because um, when we were playing it together, you were saying words that I I didn't even recognise. <laughs> you were like, "Oh, come on, mate! What are you talking about? This is obvious." What? Um, <laughs> what? Have you not jumped in? I haven't. Um, I, I really am keen to, although what you've been saying, Sean, I'm a bit like, oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I wanted it. I, I still will, 100%, because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, grand old times. Um, mm. But, yeah, I feel I, there's a bit of me that's like, oh, I wish they'd ended it on a bit more of a bang, you know? like Yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't know. It seems like a bit of a, a bit of a shame if it's the last bit of meaningful content before the sequel. It's really odd that they haven't. I don't know. Like maybe the raid has some big twist in it or something. But like it feels like yeah. people are going to expect a lot from Destiny too, a lot, yeah. right? So yeah. yeah, and if they're not laying like foundation, I'm sure they are for all the real hardcore on the like the bungee forums and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Just hmm, it's an odd it's, one. It's weird, like remembering little. I mean, you know, obviously we we all know that the, the story in Destiny sort of got completely mangled. Well supposedly by that you know that that one uh, guy posted on reddit saying he was part of the dev team and you know the story got completely rewritten in the last 10 minutes before he went mm. gold or whatever um but yeah but you know it said like it was like the taken king it was like they sort of realized that and they're just like you know what let's make it sort of basically inconsequential but just kind of funny and give you an excuse to go and shoot people whereas with this one it's like no it's the lords of iron guys come on you you join in the lords of iron do you remember those those were good bearing in mind that basically the whole story <laughs> is you going to a thing that the lords of iron tried to do centuries ago and failed and you just sort of turn up on your own and do it in 10 minutes it's like well the lords of iron were kind of shit then weren't they um, yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> it's in 10 minutes mate um so yeah it's it's just strange that it doesn't seem to learn any of the things that 
they see you know we thought they'd figured out with Taken King. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, aside from that, I've been playing uh, Diary <laughs> Diary of a Spaceport Janitor, um, which is a weird game <laughs> that I found on Steam. <laughs> it was like four quid or something, and it looked interesting. Um, it is a game where you play as a robot um, who goes around a spaceport picking up junk and putting it in a furnace and getting paid paltry amounts of money for doing so. Um, I've only played it for about half an hour, and so I don't really know how it pans out as a game. Um, like, you're burning bits of trash and you're getting, like, fuck all money for it and just buying, like, basic food items costs loads of money and you're supposed to eat every day. So I think I'm I'm missing something. Like, I haven't really got into it yet. The only reason I was going to mention it is just because... Like it's all like like all the characters are little like weird little sprites of like aliens and stuff, and the world is like really you know, all sort of really low poly um, sort of look to it. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at it now. It looks brilliant. Well, I think yeah, like d- despite it being re- you know relatively um, you know it's not like super realistic or anything, but it's got like a really strong sense of place to it. Like it's just a proper nice environment to just go wandering around and it just feels really sort of vibrant and lived in um in a way that a lot of game environments don't like it feels like you know like when you're wandering around somewhere in like Shamu for the first time and you're like fuck this is a real town um it feels kind of like that um and it's yeah it's proper nice um i'll i'll report back when i've actually played it for more than half an hour but yeah so far really intrigued yeah, I mean, I, I mean, um, color wise, and these pictures are on on the website, it's all like pinks and like mm. nice or pastel colors. It looks fantastic. Yeah, 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 it's lovely. It's out on Mac as well. It was like seven quid. Oh, there you go. Cool. So, I'll jump on that. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's me. Cool. All right, let's do some questions. Uh, James isn't here, so Sean's going to take over. So you know, Sean, he's on the ball. Yeah, mate. And he goes now. I can read words and everything. Fraser T. Says hi guys, loving the podcast. I look forward to the weekly release. You know, guess fibre oh. in your diet, mate. Uh, <laughs> anyway, with the re- with the recent change in PSN pre-orders, where payment is taken up front, and more and more new releases offering season passes, does the team feel that on-disc content is satisfactory anymore? Should we really be paying ninety quid for full access to a title when it should be available on day one on disc? I appreciate it's a multi-billion pound industry, but I feel more and more disengaged with gaming when I'm made to feel like a cash cow every time a AAA title is released. Thanks for reading. Keep up the great work. Kind regards, Fraser T. I very, very rarely buy DLC for games. Um, Even for games I love, like Rise of the Tomb Raider, the DLC looked incredible. I never got around to buying it. Um, And I've never felt shortchanged. I don't know if that's a good indication of how it's going I've never felt the the only time I've ever felt that it's really affected what I was playing was um for Batman Arkham City mm-hmm. uh where it was kind of put like pushed into the game and there were like things that looked like collectibles when really they were adverts for for um the DLC and stuff like that um so yeah it's I guess that's the way I'm that's my stance on it. I I don't buy DLC often, and I've never felt like shortchanged. 
Yeah, so I'm similar. Cool. I, I can't remember the last. I mean, I I can't remember the last big bit of DLC that I mean, that, that I bought really. Uh, after I, I'm usually happy after playing the main game, unless it's like unless everyone says it's absolutely incredible and I have to get it. Um, then generally I I play the game and 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 I say I, I don't really go for the DLC generally. Um, so yeah, I, I see it's like ninety pound foot, you know versions 100 pound versions but it, it doesn't bother me as much as it might have done a few years ago now i just you know i i get the game and i play it and that's about it i mean um this is a, this is a bit of a, a different like tangent but it's i'm more concerned about the things like i think it's fours where you can pay you can play it three days earlier if you buy like the 110 pound version of the game oh that's bollocks isn't it um, I mean, this this hundred pound also version. It basically includes all the DLC and loads of stuff. So if you're like a Forza fan, yes, you absolutely get it. And I I dare say, actually, it probably works out financially better to get that rather than paying everything individually. So yeah, for, for the hardcore Forza fans, that's great. Um, and I guess if you're not a hardcore Forza fan, you probably won't be bothered waiting three days for the official Winnie commas release. Um, but that's that that's a bit more of a, of a worrying precedent, really. Is it? I don't. I don't care about that. Is there a reason why I don't? You know, I get up in arms about all this sort of shit. I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. Well, no, but it's three days now. But what if you pay like hundred fifty quid for a week early? I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it Again, doesn't really bother me that much. But it's just, it's a bit worrying, isn't it? I suppose it would be shit if it was like a proper online competitive multiplayer game, because then you'd think, well, they've had a week to practice, and I'm going to get on there and get my ass kicked. But even then, I don't think I care anymore about that stuff. <laughs> like, if it's if it's personally inf- like affecting me, then I don't know maybe it feel I'd feel shitty. But but that stuff, oh, those guys get to play it a little bit earlier. That doesn't personally affect me, does it? I suppose yeah. You sort of figure like if someone's if someone's going to pay like an extra fifty quid just to play a game three days earlier then they've got other problems that i don't have (laughs) 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 totally what's your stance on this andrew oh it's a funny one because i mean yeah we look with with lazarus you know and free to play and stuff being quite Mm, forefront in the head yeah nice little plug (laughs) Um, number 40 quid (laughs) in the bag (laughs) in the bag Um, (laughs) yeah so yeah like i think a lot of it's down to people just feeling like if they're not paying the premium, then they're not missing out. And I think a lot of um, big games, like, you know, all the marketing and everything is all about being there day one so you can be part of the excitement. And I I can understand people feeling a bit put out by that, even though at the same time there's like a pretty logical thing of like, well, actually, I'm just going to save my money. I could spend three days playing something else for that price. (laughs) Like, there's other games. But I don't know, DLC-wise in general for me, um, I'm usually quite late to a game, so like the last uh, the the last DLC I bought was for Bloodborne, because um, mm-hmm. I was that late to it, and that was like literally a couple of months ago, and, and I knew it was totally worth getting. It was like going to enhance the experience of the main game, and so I was absolutely fine with it. I mean, with yeah. regards to like season passes, I am feeling increasingly like they're a bit of a mugs game, just because they wouldn't do it if it wasn't statistically more likely that you would get bored of the game and trade it in rather than buy the DLC otherwise, mm. you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, like, I feel the same way mm. with that stuff. Mm. But I'm just going from personal experience and no doubt that there's people out there that love the fact that they get to save a little bit of money on DLC. Yeah, 
uh, that they know they're going to buy. Yeah, sure. Like so, if you if you know you love a game enough that you definitely want the DLC, then fine, go for it. Of course. Um, but yeah, like just if it's something you you don't know for certain you're going to love and you're paying up for the the season pass before you've even played the game, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Well, totally. in that case, it's probably their own fault. I mean, yeah, are they? buy it if I knew for a fact I was absolutely going to love the game and I, I, you know, I want everything but mm. I wouldn't ever buy a season pass for a game I hadn't really ascertained whether I love it. Yeah. The only sort of pass I would buy for and what I, I do generally buy is for the Walking Dead sort of season pass because I know I'm oh, going to yeah, want to yeah. see that season to the end so I'll buy like the upfront yeah, whatever sure. it is 20 quid and then get and download them, the rest when they come out as mm. and when mm. uh, but that's probably about it in all honesty. Mm. Here's, a, here's a question because there's a couple of other things that marketing things that come up this week the first being Titanfall releasing a game mode early if you ate at a particular restaurant in America. <laughs> okay. That was weird. Mm. What about, um, how would you play that game mode? Oh, I am. What? So, so, so the game's been released. Yeah. And But you have access to a certain game mode earlier because you've eaten a Taco Bell or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a bit weird. It's weird. But, <laughs> it's weird. but fuck it, I'll one, probably do it. Was have you heard about Forza Horizon Three and how you know with the rate of so you won't know this Sean but mm. um, in Forza Horizon Three you um, unlock radio stations so you build up and then you can like open up a radio station because technically you're running the the festival so you can sort of I think that's the way they do it um, you pick a radio like even in a demo you pick two radio stations to listen to and then that unlocks them in your car and you can access them and blah blah blah. One of those radio stations is Microsoft Groove. Oh, what? And, uh, like, oh. you play your Groove stuff. But the thing is, you click on it and it says, hey, one month's free trial on Groove. Ugh. And then you can use it within the game. Is that dirty? I see, it's not- just, it's not dirty. It's just, it's just a split second of, like, just ripping you out of the game, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it's just, I it's just like a really nasty sort of bolted on thing. You know, if, if, it, if it was it, Spotify. It wouldn't matter so much if it was Spotify, which everyone yeah, has. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Like I can play my playlist. That's brilliant. I'll, I'll definitely choose that station because I can, yeah, but the fact is Groove, which, you know, relatively little people have access to or bother subscribing to because everyone's put on, you know, Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. But um, the fact is that it's a bit like, oh, well, I'm clearly not going to do that because I'm not going to be investing in another streaming service. But if it's Spotify, I would have no issue whatsoever. Exactly. Because if it was Spotify, it would be there for your convenience and your entertainment. Because it's Microsoft Groove, you're just like, stop fucking trying to sell me shit that you, that you know is <laughs> yeah. rubbish. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just... That you're fully aware <laughs> that everyone hates. <laughs> what next? Are you going to try and get us to subscribe to Tidal? <laughs> Um, it's like if Mr. Robot, I've not seen it yet, but if they were using Bing instead of Google, yeah. you'd just be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. now nah, I'm out, I'm done, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Um, although they are like proper douchebags in that game, so <laughs> maybe, you know, you could kind of say that it fits in with the narrative. Um, sorry, Fraser, we went totally off topic there, but uh, I hope we answered your question. I'm sure, he enjoyed Next himself question. all the same. Christopher Denby says, Remember Shadow of Mordor on the Nemesis system? Lots of people thought it would be copied and used in other games, but two years on, and I can't think of any. Why do you think this is, and what games could it be good in? Denb. Could be licensed. They could have had some sort of 
patent on it, I guess. Well, a lot, I don't yeah, think they I have, would imagine but... they've patented it. Um, but, I mean, Mad Max felt like it was supposed to have it, and that was also mm. published by Warner Brothers. Um, so that was weird, because that totally would have fit. Um, maybe it's, maybe it takes more effort to implement than well, yeah, you think. I think that's the the secret. Is it's not just a case of well, let's just copy and paste the code. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it turns out that's actually quite complicated. Um, other games that would be good in Mad, Mad Max. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure on a podcast recently I've heard that a game is using some of Nemesis system. I can't think of what game it is, but basically it's a forthcoming game and it uses something very very similar. Okay. But I am surprised that more people haven't nicked it just because everyone said how good it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, by all accounts, <laughs> Shadow of Mordor was quite average in a lot of ways, but the Nemesis system really elevated it. Um, Actually, I'm sure I, I think, people... I think it could be Mafia Free. Okay. I could be totally, I, feel, I could be wrong, but I think it could be Mafia Free that uses a Nemesis-like system. That would work. That game gets better and better <laughs> by the second. <laughs> um, I'm sure I've nicked this from someone, but like if one of the Batman Arkham games had it, I mean, that's just perfect. Yeah, that it? would be a good shout. Yeah. I'd also like to see it in the iOS game, Threes. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Uh, Capone Adam uh, oh, says, God. It's, a game about, it's a game question about football, so I'm just going to read it out and then step away. Uh, football games always <laughs> pride themselves on realism. I'm curious how football game fanatics Dave and Matt in particular would feel uh, if FIFA, Anna or Pez next year had stylized graphics, perhaps cel-shaded or comic-like with telltale style outline inking. Or is part of the excitement about these games down to how closely it can resemble an actual televised representation of a real match? And he also says, has Farley finished inside yet? Assuming if it, Farley has finished inside, yeah. Sean hasn't, Hooray. which is ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't know what he's playing at because this week <laughs> he played a computer game called Diary of a Spaceport Janitor. <laughs> he's got he's got inside. He's playing Space Janitor. <laughs> Just think about that. I've got no, I've nothing to, I've, I've no defence. If FIFA went cell shaded, it could fuck right off. <laughs> it would be quite funny though. Why? What's the no. What's the problem? I'm not. I'm not arguing. I'm just. What, I just want to hear your reasoning. Just uh, the part of the fun is linking. Right. Okay. Part of the reason you get into football games, other than, other than they, you know, when they play well, they play really well. Part of it is trying to link the enjoyment you get out of real football to what you're playing on screen make that a cartoon and you don't have that link okay that little that link is lost that you that association you get from watching real football is gone and um yeah i mean i remember when they tried to do fifa on the wii uh because everyone had a wii and ea thought hello and uh they they did make the the uh, game look more cartoony they soon changed that uh and and started to try and make it a little bit more realistic, which was quite funny on the hardware that they were using. Um, yeah, it don't work. I a lot of it is linking it to real football, in my opinion. Am yeah, I right there, Matt? Yeah, it, it's like it, it, you're you're trying to recreate what it looks like on on Sky Sports or in real football or matches. Which you've is seen. why licensing such a big deal. Like yeah, it's such it is a massive. Uh, you know, I can't imagine playing Pez without having old Damos's uh, USB stuck in. Like, you, I tried, but obviously I was playing it before um, his uh, his custom file come out, and um, 
yeah, playing with those fake kits. You know, I've said this, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but playing with kits that look like they're sold in, you know, dodgy shops in Tenerife. Like, where instead of the England kit, it kind of looks like the England kit, but instead of the England logo, because they can't use it, they've just put the St. George's flag on there. <laughs> it's like proper market stall shit. Uh, yeah, it really takes you away from linking that to what you're used to watching on the telly. And uh, yeah, so it's a big part of it. It's, it is a big part of it. There's no doubt. I, I was, uh, I mean, I haven't said that though. It would be interesting if they did a Uncharted 4 style filter system. Because uh, do you ever use those filters in Uncharted Four, Dave? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, but I played. No, I've done what I've always done with Uncharted games because you know they all had like sort of weird things, modifiers that you could put in the end. Maybe not the first one. I think it started with the second one, where you could have what is it, Donut Drake, where <laughs> after you f- finished it, you could just play him as a fat guy with his voice slowed down. Um, so yeah, I was messing around with it after I'd finished the game, but it literally for about. A, you know five ten minutes and then went okay that works next yeah Yeah. but um yeah no it would be a a terrible decision uh next question tweets uh thanks for the emails if if, i'm gonna gonna do the professional bit if you want to email us yeah we're gonna we're gonna only do a couple because we're all shattered and it's just i just want to go home nearly midnight you are home oh yeah i just want to go to bed if you want to send us an email, thecomputergameshow at gmail.com. Cheers. Tweets, on the other quid. hand, if you want to tweet at us, although the, the plan here says if you want to email us, it's at computergamepod <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, nah. uh, Matthew Leach my, my bad. at Pinseeker, which has got some numbers instead of letters uh, in it for some reason. Uh, it says, can The Last Garden be anything other than a disappointment after all this time? I know we've, sort of, we've already talked about this a bit, haven't we? I'm quite yeah, but yeah, no, it could be it. genuinely amazing. Yeah. Did you? Did you, none of you read any of the previews that came out? Oh, no, was from okay. TGS or is this? Um, I it might have been pre TGS. Or okay, like, well, around that time, not yet. Um, that that um, not great. Oh, really? Well, from the previews I read, and I think I read two or three just to see what the general feeling was. A lot of them say you can tell it's been delivered de- de- uh, developed over a number of years. Like mm. there's some quite. It feels quite creaky in the way something like quite old mm-hmm. old style mechanics, which you can tell aren't from a game that was developed and conceived of in like 2015, 2016. Yeah. Um, some said it was brilliant and you know they're excited for what what comes next, but some of the more critical ones said yes. You can tell uh, this has been quite a long drawn out process just from the some of the mechanics and the way the game handles. Did either of the two previous games control genuinely well though? It wasn't really about that, was it? <laughs> I mean, Eco especially, because that, you know, that was originally a PS1 game and you could tell in that, like the, some of the textures and stuff were pretty awful. Like you can tell they've just been lifted straight from the PS1 incarnation. Um, didn't hurt it too much. Still, no, a, still really, a classic. And there was parts of, because, you know, I played the, um, the HD versions on PS3. Yeah. Uh, that was the first first time that I'd played um, Shadow of Colossus mm-hmm. and there are large parts of that game that control like shit yeah. but it didn't that wasn't why I loved it I loved it because of the feelings and mm. the ideas that were in the game yeah, yeah. so it's hard to get that into a preview I guess mm. 
But yeah, what? no, it could be brilliant. We just don't know yet. It's such an unknown entity. We've seen so little of it. Yeah, I've been quite um, detached from from it. So even though it's it been hyped over many years, I feel like I can go in with with just you know a fresh set of eyes and see what happens plays on its own merits. Yeah, on its own merits. So I'm looking forward to it, but I'm I'm not expecting much. So I could be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. You interested, Andrew? Yeah, I'm I'm with Matt. Basically, I think I got really excited, and then I come came all the way back round. I'm still excited, but. I don't have any idea what it's going to be. So whatever it is, is going to be yeah. fine. You know, yeah. kind of able to judge it for on its own terms. Mm-hmm. Right, two more. Let's do two no, no, more. No, I reckon we could do all of these because they're all really, we could do really quick. So okay, let's, nail let's go. All right, Wes let's Foster just... at Robot of Doom with underscores in it. it says, your YouTube guilty gaming secrets. Mind Angry Joe, even though I can't stand the guy. Don't judge me, sad face. I don't think I have any. Uh, all, I mean, all my YouTube guilty secrets are just ASMR women, so... <laughs> are there gaming <laughs> ASMR videos? There are, yeah. There's a lot of people do like ASMR Let's Plays of like Minecraft and Skyrim and stuff like that. Um, I don't think that would trigger me, to be honest with you. If it's not Dimitri tapping on a bit of whiteboard, then I'm interested. <laughs> um, I would say probably I've watched pretty much every Games Done Quick uh, video there is to watch. Yeah. They're really good. Though, and that's nothing guilty about that. They're ace. No, and I mean, of course, it's not like a guilty pleasure. And I guess that it's just a, a now a way of saying, hey, what sort of thing do you watch that you don't shout about? And yeah, that's probably. Sure. Yeah, I don't shout about it, but I sit and watch them mainly for the awkwardness, but <laughs> partly because I really want them to do it quick. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I like the bit where they say, stop the clock, and everyone goes, it's a world record. And they go mental. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Genuinely love that. The idea of you sat there just going quicker, quicker, come on. <laughs> Do it quicker, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'd um, love to see like a proper documentary about those guys. Yeah. Like genuine, you know, indie game, the movie style mm. uh, documentary about people doing games quick. Do you not watch the stuff over on Twitch when it's live? No, I haven't done in the past, but I might do in the future. I've been quite late to it, to be honest with you. It's really strange. Mm. They they veer from, like, a lot of them are pretty much as you'd expect. Like, they're not massively talkative. Like, because even if they were normally, they're not when they're trying to do <laughs> a ludicrous exploit in Super Mario World or whatever that, you know, makes the game 10 seconds long. But, um, but then some of them are just really happy to just chat about everything they're doing and sort of really explaining everything, and it is pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is totally fascinating. Um, I also love the awkward moments where, like, someone will just go, be quiet, I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, snap at people. Yeah. And that infamous long-haired dude that said, I would really appreciate it if you didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah, yeah, amazing moments yeah, like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I'm not guilty about it, but I quite like Boogie Two Nine Double Eight. You know, uh, Francis. I, know I like him on the show. Oh, him. Yeah. Is he still yeah, pretending to be angry about everything, or is he chilled out now that he's? Uh, well, it, it, it's very clear that you know he does certain Francis episodes. You know, and it, everyone knows it's just him being an you know yeah. a, a jokingly and angry guy. But um, yeah, yeah he's he's like a, a nice guy normally. But mm. yeah, I, I I think his stuff's good. Mm. But it's not really a guilty pleasure because. It's just great normally. Mm. Um, okay, other good pleasure, I guess I quite like digital foundry videos because they, they go really in depth and, you know, there's some sound from it there. Also, um, <laughs> I, I've, I even found out recently that it was Richard Leadbetter, who's like the guy who, who like runs it, and he's like, he used to edit um, 
Sega Saturn magazine and Sega magazine yeah. is the ones I used to love. So, yeah, I only recently found out about that. But, mm. yeah, I love all digital founder stuff because they just go really in, in, insanely in depth. I've re- I never read their stuff on Eurogamer, but the video stuff on, on their YouTube channel is really good. Mm. Oh, God. Well, why isn't James here? We could talk about that. Um, that lady that he they- likes. The lady oh, that God, keeps yeah, that. taking screen grabs off. And then like I open like, iMessage on the train and it's like that there's a massive pair of tits. It's like James. <laughs> there's, there's another picture of that that woman with the big boobs yeah. dressed as Mario or whatever. You ever find you ever get you know on Instagram, yeah? And you can go you yeah. know when you go on the search pane <laughs> and it just brings I can't believe you said that in front of Matt. And if you if you heard of Instagram, Matt. Um, I'm aware of the Instagrams, yeah. And like, and basically, it brings up just brings up tons of stuff that it think, thinks you might like. And I don't know, I don't know where it's got this from. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I don't know where it's got it from. Mine is just wall to wall women in cosplay. Oh, I where I wonder where they got that from. Probably basically searches, sure. I've never, yeah. I've never searched for anything. I've never gone out of my way. It's just it's all there. It's like those when those politicians go on, <laughs> go on, on Twitter and go, Ooh, excuse me, member of the other party. I noticed that your website is <laughs> advertising, you know, women with coats and nothing else on or something. <laughs> and they go, no, that's actually based on previous searches. I'm not saying it's wrong. Don't kink shame me. I'm not saying it's incorrect to show me those things. I just I don't know shame you? where it's got it from. <laughs> It's the what algorithm, Sean. Just what was that phrase? Them, what, kink shaming. shaming. Something to do with the band, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we spoke about that the other night when you were hammered as well, Matt. Um, probably shouldn't go on, into that on the show. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. I was going to talk about, because like, we were talking about how, oh, the ki- ki- kinks. For some reason, I had the kooks in my head. <laughs> Kook shaming. Oh, that. Stop kook shaming, yeah. Right, next question. <laughs> I've been kook shamed in real life, put, put it that way. Right, Desmond, next. also known as Darren Garget, says, what is the last arcade <laughs> game you played at an actual arcade? I'm headed to the seaside. Woo. We're going to be disappointed, Darren, because seasides are all fucking dead. I, don't think that's, I, uh, I can't I remember. Know, the last time. Was... I can't remember the last time I saw a decent arcade at a seaside. You can place. still find them. Yeah, yeah, you can still find them. South I end, think mate. mine was genuinely probably um, say when we played Sega Rally, Matt. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Sega Rally at Skegness, you cannot beat it. <laughs> that is, that is, <laughs> and you cannot beat me. <laughs> no, you're right. You did have me big time on that one. It was harsh. You uh, taught me a lesson. <laughs> yes. You were a joke there, genuinely did. Okay. Anyone else? I played okay. Outrun 2000 and something. Like, it was a fairly recent arcade machine, mm-hmm. you know, sort of last 10 years or something. But it was uh, it was last year, and uh, there's like a weird arcade and pool hall on the South Bank in London, um, right near the aquarium. No idea why it's there. Yeah, it's just another one. Yeah, yeah. the Namco thing, yeah. Oh, is it? Right, okay. Fair enough, that explains it. Yeah, the... <laughs> yeah they've got some good stuff in there. Um, yeah. They have. Have you noticed that the more recent the arcade machine is, the more time, the less time that it gives you playing the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's like, give me a pound, okay, game over. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go and find a really old one, and it's like you get to play it for fucking hours. It's mad. 
Do we really pronounce Darren Gargett's name Gargett, or is that <laughs> no? That was just... okay. Gargett, no. Like Smo, oh, all the tweets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait ahead for Joshua Garrity to correct you there, Sean. Yeah, Joshua Garrity. Right, next one. Uh, Matt G. Sanders, pumpkin spiced mate says pineapple on pizza? Question mark. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah. Absolutely. People that turn around and go, oh, you can't have dessert on a pizza. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have fruit on the pizza? Because it tastes good, you prick. Next question. Bovril Levine, Matt, a.k.a. Chris Span, a.k.a. at CS87, says, how long would you have to own a VR headset for before you tried virtual reality pornography? <laughs> like, as long as it takes the wife to leave the, leave the bloody ass, eh? Put about 30 seconds, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Die, die line. Matt, what has been your favourite? You've tried, um, you got like a, a VR cardboard thing, right? Google yep. Cardboard. Yep. yep. What was the best VR porn you've watched on that? What happens in it? <laughs> not, not a sex. I'll just try to describe just it scene by scene. <laughs> it's what very happened? weird, but also good. Um, <laughs> is that it for questions? Have you ever tried, it? No, Have you ever tried it on the 3DS? That's a waste of time. What? Yeah, I've tried what on 3DS? Pornography, like 3D pornography on the 3DS. It's terrible. Oh my god, does that exist? Hang on, how? You just, does that you work? just, uh, I just, I think... Matt's tapping away on Amazon right <laughs> now. His mind. On eBay. Um, it's I can't remember. <laughs> it's just delivery. like certain video providers. Like basically, the 3DS, like whenever it's viewing any video, there's just like an option to basically say like try and act as if this is 3D, um, and it can sort of. You know, it's like some 3D videos, it's like it's literally just a 2D video, but with two two images side by side. And it basically, the 3DS can like just merge those and yeah, it just looks like shit and is not worth doing. I'll uh, confess that I have banged one out with one uh, a pair of those red and blue uh, 3D glasses <laughs> on one. When was, hate- this? was this like Joe Guest or something? <laughs> I was thinking, you know, when I was saying my bit about the 3DS, I was thinking, I hope someone else sinks further. And yep. here we yeah, are. sunk right <laughs> down to the blue and red glasses. Uh, I've never been more disgraced with myself. Did they keep, did they keep <laughs> like, falling off? Mid. They did, because they were the paper ones, you know? And they just, like, um, they were bent, like, around my face a little bit. And, you know, the, it's quite sharp on the nose. No, they the should have... Um, <laughs> Put two holes either end and put like elastic band on it. Yeah, I'm still finished. Right, still finished the job. <laughs> the, the, this is why when I get the PSVR, I'm going to make sure it's not open before you guys get there, so you can Lock see that it, it has not been christened. It's <laughs> perfectly innocent. And You're then once you guys leave the door, anyway. that's the biggest. That's the biggest downfall of PSVR. There's not going to be any PSVR porn, is well, there? No, because within 30 seconds, someone have hacked it to work on PC. I'm fairly sure. Yeah, you think. Well, I hope so. I'm banking on it's that. Pornography, like banking. mate. The world will banking. find a way. <laughs> Are you properly banking on that? <laughs> <laughs> mate, look, I'll, I'll, you guys will still be like, you guys will be still programming sat-nav on my driveway on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, quick. <laughs> We peer through the window, and there you are with the like, headset uh, uh, on. Can we? What's the direction? I'm like, oh, well, why are your clothes off, Matt? <laughs> no, you want to do it with Gear VR, so you just get on the train and you can wank all the way up and all the way back down. <laughs> I've just I'm remembered that. I've just remembered that Andrew's got a Vive. I do. So what's the porn like on that, Andrew? <laughs> My computer won't run the Vive properly. I don't know. <laughs> 
I thought you were gutted. You were sitting there, <laughs> pants down, and then it come up. And it, it was like, there was porn there, but it, the resolution was shit. God, it was, like, it was like when was I had a, a 28K modem, you know, and it all just loaded in really slowly. <laughs> I work from home. Half the point is for that shit. I mean, come on. <laughs> the frame rate was so bad that there was no going in. It was just staying out. <laughs> anyway. Forever the tip. Forever the tip. <laughs> Forever the tip. We found the name of the new show. I was hoping for sharp on the nose, to be honest, but it is good. <laughs> Forever the tip's got to be right. We were we're done here now, aren't we? I hope so. Good. Yeah, um, we're absolutely done. Matt, anything you want to say about the internet? Well, I, <laughs> I, I think it'd be, I, I'd quite like people to start reviewing the show on iTunes. That that would be a lovely old job. Um, yeah, that stopped. You can search us on iTunes, find say what's on podcast. If you're on Android, uh, we are we are at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Uh, we love we love receiving your feedback and um, your um, mentions and the fact that you can tell us how to pronounce words properly. That that's really good. We're also on Facebook uh, and YouTube. Uh, episodes go up every week on our YouTube channel. Just search us over there, um, and that's about it. Sounds like we've really had a go at Josh uh, this week. We haven't, Josh. <laughs> if you're listening, we haven't. We don't no, I, feel I any like at all. <laughs> It's just, it's just for some reason you've become a subject of the show today. Because Farley's not here. That. We need a new whipping boy. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we can't slag off James, yeah. we have to. Um, okay, Andrew, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, and thanks so much for what you did for us at EGX. That was really kind. Not at all. Not at all. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, and what what have you got to plug? Uh, Playlazarus.com. Go and register if you're interested. Um, and uh, we run. Does the code still work? The the code we, we yeah it, it will yeah. <laughs> right. So the code was um the computer game show or was it just computer game show? Um, it doesn't matter. I do it by hand. So like if oh, it's something really? even Shit. yeah if it's even vaguely right, I'll know I'll know the intent. But Daddy right, Turner so just... sent me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put just the tip. <laughs> 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 it's your code when you sign up at playlazarus.com and Andrew will know. Andrew yeah, if you know get just you a tip, you, 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 get a, uh, you get Joe Frost. Um, yeah. No, no, no. What, no, I totally fucked that. What, what's, what's, what's that. What's that Patreon model you just referred to Joe a few Guest. moments ago? Joe, Joe Guest. Guest. Joe, isn't Joe Frost super nanny? <laughs> oh, God. Isn't, isn't it the sister of the that naughty detective? Step. What? <laughs> yeah. You get a super Matt. nanny skin. You are that is a pure... That is a pro Freudian slip there. Brilliant. <laughs> we all know what VR porn you've been watching now. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you have to go over, put the Vive headset on, and go on the, uh, the right into the corner of the room scan. <laughs> Sit down for five minutes. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for living it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the brakes just come on. <laughs> it's like a handbrake. <laughs> 